Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I'm your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMMShow75. And uh, it's going to be a fun one. Got some guys here. Who are you guys? We got uh, we got Byron Fever. What's up, Byron? Hi, uh, Byron Fever here at, at Byron Fever or at uh, what? I created Google. So um, what? just a little background on who I am if you haven't met me before. What? And uh, so I'm here, uh, you know, just having fun. At you know, Mealy Mouth, bastard. In my spare time from creating things at Google. And the trash. What what is happening here? We seem to have been completely invaded. <coughs> oh yeah, let me tell you. What day is it today, Justin? Look at your calendar. It's uh, the day before St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, which is three, you know one, six. Oh yeah, that's right. It's the same week as Pi Day, three one four. You know, because like 3.141, whatever, and the rest oh, of those how, numbers how, are. How far can the only go? people that give a shit about Pi Day are the people that prefer Strudel. <laughs> um, well, I guess we're joined by uh, by uh, th- uh, this guy. This the ringmaster. I'm uh, at Steve Austin BSR. How are uh, your knees feeling today, Steve? How's your knees doing? They're feeling a lot better than my fucking throat. <laughs> I might not sound too much like myself. Oh, fuck. Oh, God, you guys. I can't even keep doing it. I can't even keep doing it. Jesus. Keep doing it. Oh, God damn. We need to be saved from this whole thing that's happening right now. Oh, uh, yeah. This is this is Casey at Lucha Gringo. I look, I look and feel like Raven looks. I, you're not going to see my face today. <laughs> <laughs> oh thank goodness we are saved by the jefe himself what's up price check on a jackass <laughs> this is this is uh this is how we bought you a little bit of time uh dj with casey's really strange bizarre stone cold thing i love an impersonation of someone who works at kmart <laughs> he's been yelling out for a price check <laughs> god damn it <laughs> this week hey, it is, it is 316 so that's cool man that's it why is. he did it i guess right and plus i'm so sick and fucked up looking right now that no one's seeing my face so i'm like why not put stone cold's handsome face on there give the ladies a little something yeah you, some still, you still keep up your image as a badass with stone cold there yes we do this is yes. what you get for staying nope. up all night and binging lucha underground like trying to get through all however many episodes how many episodes are there 39 plus 20 a lot there's over 100 i feel like as the so as the show's producer that you should have done this math already before we started rolling (laughs) um guys we should live tweet five episodes at a time i feel like what we should do is get the word out there to everyone that's listening to the show right now no matter when you're listening to it to Rate Lucha Underground five stars so it starts showing up in a lot of people's log- algorithms or whatever. It's fucking five stars. 
you'll fucking love this. Because you know what? It said, Casey, we'll think that you'll give this three stars. And I said, Netflix, suck my dick. It's five stars. That's what I said. <laughs> I got the same thing. Yeah, I think it just kind of defaulted there. Um, it does, yeah. Apparently, they haven't seen the awesome Rotten Tomatoes rating to start from. Yeah, I also, th- I also heard that it's because... It- the category that it's under, that that's why it's not necessarily recommended to people like us. Like it's not under the Kung Fu movie category or the, it's under like uh, competition reality, which is so weird. But Damn. Well, it's, they probably cross-referenced all, all of you guys' resumes and then yeah. came up with that weird. So if you're solution. a fan of MasterChef, you'll love Lucha Underground. Nice. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. Terrible, but yeah, I would put it a little more in a different ballpark. Someone here has worked on a cooking show. <laughs> okay, I've worked on a cooking show or two. I like cooking shows, dude. It's free food. I like eating too. Speaking of working on shows, I know everybody in their in their mother is like, oh my God, are we going to lose Pentagon or Phoenix or this and this from Lucha Underground Season 4? I'm more worried about losing Chris Roach. I heard he just sold like another freaking movie. Yeah, he did. Him and his wife, him, him and his wife sold, a, sold a, 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 a new movie from um, uh, Blumhouse, I think, is, is the ones who's doing it. And uh, yeah, it's called Truth or Dare. Right it's on. A, it's a horror movie. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm already it, there. I've already bought it my been, It hasn't been made yet? No, it hasn't been made. It just uh, I think they just announced it and they got uh that that hot chick from uh, Pretty Little Liars. Uh gosh. Oh, nice. Uh I don't know, but she's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's do you need to know anymore? <laughs> yeah. Dude, Blumhouse are geniuses cuz they make these movies for like eight million dollars and then they do even if they just do like 60 million it's fucking nuts it's it's great yeah it's pretty it's pretty dope and if you read the article uh uh, deadline it's i think uh roach is the ep on it and a writer i'm like dude you're balling dude you're balling i love it i love it man awesome but you know they they work really hard um i mean I, i don't know anybody who writes more than those two just they just sit around i mean they work all day um writing so uh you know Dude, you work for it and you get it. So I'm, I'm proud. I couldn't be more proud of the two. And uh, they're expecting a baby soon too. So. Well, I know. I heard, I heard yeah. that too. And so it's like, man, I I I just hope that we keep getting the awesome, you know, input that we know Roach is putting into this whole thing with you oh. guys. Um, oh, with no doubt. I, I don't think. I think this is. Uh, I think Roach Underground is Roach's favorite job, uh, regardless of <laughs> of the high of twenty posi- jobs, all the high positions, and all yeah, all the amazing big Hollywood success he has. He still uh, loves uh, wrestling and loves Lucha Underground. Yeah, a lot of people don't even know that uh, he, he wrote a Liam Neeson movie too. <laughs> yeah, like one, well, that one that like made like $200 million or something like that. Oh so, my God. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the man. Yeah, it was like uh, the, the Liam Neeson on a plane one. It was pretty, actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, movie. nonstop. Nonstop, stop. that's what it's Yes, called. yes. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations to you. Um, yes. Because honestly, you know, we had Stryker on last week and, and all he could say really was congratulations to you guys because this has been a, a coup in the making for a long time, you guys going to Netflix. I mean, since I started coming to tapings, people were talking about the, yeah. the possibility of Lucha Underground being the first show to really hit a streaming service in this fashion. Um, so, I mean, are you riding the, the wave? How are you feeling about the whole thing now that it, the day is actually here and, and come and gone? 
Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, I think it's a huge, huge opportunity for the show, um, for the talent on the show, uh, the cast. I think, I mean, it could have potentially, um, you know, make them household names to, you know, everybody. And, and I think that is an awesome thing. Um, and I think hopefully, um, that it does well and that, and that it helps expand our audience because really that's, that's the key here. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, that was always the thing. And I think, you know, even back, I remember conversations <laughs> now it's like years ago being like, we have to get on Netflix or, or, or Hulu or something. We need to get on a streaming service uh, because I think, you know, that will propel, I think everybody thought, you know, that will propel us to another place. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Hey, let's face it. That's kind of where, the future is headed anyway, it seems like. And, and uh, hopefully hopefully it's a good thing for us. There are some little technical things that I've complained, complaining about, about it, but, um, you know, I complain about everything. Well, <laughs> so let's it's talk funny, about the show. I have being, that reputation. <laughs> you do have that reputation because it's uh, true. Um, the, the show being in Spanish, it only appears on the second season, right? Because we were trying to figure it out the other day, and I know that Evie Dub had talked about you know you being able to listen to the awesome Spanish commentary also, but I was only able to get the Spanish commentary on season two, and I didn't know if that was an overall thing or if it was just my old Roku player or what the deal. Yeah, was. I don't know how that works. I, I almost wonder if only Latin America got the Hugo version, uh, but I'm not sure though because like Lucha Blog and those guys were like, oh, you got to listen to the Latin American version, and I don't know. It's so damn confusing. I can't figure out the subtitles. I can't figure out the the, the uh, captioning. It's just, uh, it's craziness. Well, it's weird. I find it's different on different decks. But hey, you guys got that awesome trailer, though. Did you guys do that, or was that they're doing? Uh, uh, from my understanding, it was kind of like a, uh, a, a a team effort. Like uh, Skip's team worked a little bit on it, and then, uh, you know, kind of passed it on to them. And yeah, and they that we we made it happen. Pretty awesome trailer, by the way. Yeah, and for people who, who may just be tuning in, and I know we just kind of jumped right into it, but what we're talking about is Lucha Underground is now on Netflix. It uh, debuted yesterday, March 15th, not February 15th, as certain individuals <laughs> out there decided to oh boy. report that. <laughs> I won't even go any further into that, but it's March 15th, so and it's here and it's arrived, and um, it's a great show. And, and I think that one of the things that's really cool about it is for what is in the wrestling world. I won't really call it a wrestling product because I think it's more of a TV show to me. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that the stuff that you and Skip, you know, and Roach especially are doing is what's going to make it really work on Netflix because it's actually a bingeable product. It's something that you can yeah. sit down and watch. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, I, was on, I was talking, sorry to interrupt you. I was talking no, no, to Roach uh, the other day and... Uh, <laughs> We were both joking, saying, gosh, thank God we decided to put lots of cliffhangers because, <laughs> you know, it's really uh, bingeable. It's extra bingeable now. Well, it's a serial. I mean, it's episodic yeah. series. You want to know what happens next, which yep. you don't always get with wrestling or you're trained to not really trust. In normal <laughs> well, yeah, you, don't, you don't trust it. You get plenty <laughs> of it, but trusting it is a whole other issue. Yeah. I mean, now that you guys have kind of arrived on Netflix, do you think that it might change the writing style so that you, you actually lean more towards writing binge type product like that. that I mean, you guys are already arcing your, your story. Yeah. Lines. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think there's, 
lots of things that that will change in the future too. I think we always want to keep the product as fresh as we can. And, and we have a bunch of concepts that we haven't even, that we even wanted to do in season three that we didn't have a chance to do that uh, hopefully we'll get to do some of in season four. So we just kind of ran out of time in, in season three and couldn't really squeeze it in. But uh, yeah, we have some, some crazy out there stuff. <laughs> you guys ran out of time with 40 episodes. This, this, you guys frighten me. There's so much. Stuff <laughs> I mean, dude, we, we, we sit around and just, you know, and uh, you know, the, the, you should see the text message chains are just crazy. <laughs> just total insane. <laughs> Well, I wonder it, if they're as fun. insane as uh, the ones we have with the tools going. <laughs> probably, now that probably not. I, I would imagine probably not. Probably not. Well, it's funny because a normal um, episodic TV show will run maybe about twenty-three to twenty-one episodes in a season. Um, you guys are planning to do forty, thirty to forty, right? Yeah, I think I think that's what the plan is. I don't know what the plan is for four, but uh, you know. The crazy part for us was that three, like two went into three. So yeah. in a way we looked at it kind of as uh, a 66 episode. Yeah. Thing. I mean, that has to, cause you guys, when you get certain criticisms, you talk about like, you got to look at the big picture. Like you obviously had that big 60 episode arc um, as you settle into, um, I guess the current model or the new model that's going to happen. Um, the number of episodes, how influential is that going to be in, in your story arcs? In Yeah, I think it'll, approach. it'll be definitely influential to, um, no matter what the decision is. It's always, I would prefer somewhere in between the two. Um, but you know what? The more episodes, the better. If we did it 52 <laughs> weeks a year, I would be all in. So I, I'm good for that too. So, but, you know, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't complain and I wouldn't say, Oh, you know, we need an off season because if they, if, if, uh, if somebody's willing to pay for it, I'm willing to do the job. So I've noticed going back and, and rewatching it. Um, it was funny. I watched like the first, I don't know, five or six from season one. And then I wanted to see, uh, Ultima Lucha won again because I was like trying to pinpoint some episodes for people to watch. And then I kind of rolled right into season two and much darker place and that stuff. But going back and watching those first few episodes again, it's amazing how different it was. It was still yeah. super cool, but like the, there's no people uh, in certain spots <laughs> in the temple that like now the floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the whole floor on the, on the backside of the hard, or the like original the, hard the giant thing. empty uh, walkways in the bleachers. So yeah, strange to see it. I mean, the crowd's still popping like crazy though. I mean, it's still loud and, and, you know, with like half the people. Yeah. Is it weird to, to, to go back and kind of see those now and, and some of the early decisions oh. that got changed? Like yeah. Byron was pointing out the cameramen were in different places. Like they were up on the apron oh, in the first. Oh, yeah. I had a horrible, I, I, I hated that idea. And, you know, it was just kind of a different, different thing. And eventually we, we learned that that was not the right way to go. Um, you know, but we wanted to try to sh try different things and shoot things, shoot the show differently than other wrestling had been pr uh, presented. So that was kind of uh, the the idea behind that. And then I think after episode nine, we changed directors and, and Quinn came on and then kind of we kind of settled in and started to to roll. You know, we uh, really looked. I got to call Quinn out, by the way, Quinn okay. Saunders. Yeah. <laughs> because he, he, uh, he teaches – at the call or he did teach at the college that I'm from. 
So I went to the head of the department and I said, hey, you got to tell Quinn Saunders to introduce me to the writing team on Lucha Underground. <laughs> and he never did. And I ended up meeting you guys myself anyway. But just just give him a little crap for me. I will. I will. I always I, – I, I, I was – I was joking with him the other day because he he had run into somebody that I work with and and uh, and they're talking about me and I said oh, I said it was nice that you lied about me and said nice things. So I was we always kind of take jabs at each other whenever we can. So I'll be sure to give him hell for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said something like, "Oh yeah, they, they you know they they don't need other people. They don't need your help, Casey. They don't need your awesome ideas, Casey." <laughs> oh God. Oh God, what? No, just Casey's ideas. I just I don't have anything nice to say about him. You know what? All you got to do is listen to the episode where I beat both of you guys in the MMM show booking challenge, which I just wanted to be sure to mention this episode. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. He's been, he's been praying that you've listened to this episode for an entire year now, DJ, where we did. No, yeah, I, I remember it happening, and I think I probably said I would, but I just never did. <laughs> I, I hope you fell asleep during the whole thing. That was great. I can't believe you beat me, Casey. I voted for myself at least five times, and I still lost. <laughs> he put the great Muda in his episode. Of course he won. Like It, it, was, like, it was almost cheating. Hey, anyway. Pentagon was the first round draft pick on my show and in all of our hearts. Well, so here's here's what I want to know, DJ. Let's, yeah. you know, most of the people that 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 watch this show are, are you know people from the line, the believers, the the people who know the product. Yeah. So I think the real <laughs> the real trick for anybody who's watching this right now is for all of us to figure out what is the best way that we can all help really get this product out there for people on Netflix. So it's, it's doing good numbers by Netflix in your opinion. Uh, tell everybody, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I think that word of mouth is going to be how this thing's going to have to go. And I think once that starts to happen and people start clicking on it and people start watching it, um, they'll notice it and they'll probably move it up to the front of the line a little bit more and give us a little bit more exposure on that front page. <laughs> you know, I was like, I guess I was imagining before it happened that like, Oh, Lucha underground would be front and center. You know, it'd be like stranger things, Lucha underground. Uh, but uh, yeah, that didn't. Happen. Well, I mean, once people start, you know, thumbs downing iron fist this weekend, I think you might uh, get yeah. a little more. Oh dude, I got, I got something on that, man. Cause you know, Netflix sends me push notifications on my phone. And I got one on the 15th and I got so excited. I'm like, oh shit, Lucha Underground gets a push notification. And it was like some fucking prison show locked up abroad or something. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I have a friend up in like the Bay Area and he got one for Lucha Underground. So it's like, I, oh. I think, yeah, yeah. it's like that secret way that Netflix does everything, I guess. It's well, like, he's the guy watching the cooking shows now, you know. <laughs> He's like he sent me a text like, yeah, I got a push notification for Lucha. I was like, oh wow, cool. That actually you know, is I, really cool. I, you know, and I actually hope maybe if they're if they're smart about it, or I don't know if anybody can put in a word there. It's like Glow's coming out. Like, you know, if you liked Glow, you'll like Lucha. Hopefully, that will uh, well, they do for, something like that because that would be exactly. what I understand that 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 will that will most likely happen. And hopefully if the numbers are, are good, I mean, the way that the Netflix metrics work, the way I understand it is they, they base a lot of stuff on click throughs, like where outside clicks are coming from, which by the way, I do have a bone to pick with Lucha underground. They should have put the actual Netflix link in all of the yeah. tweets yesterday. Oh, yeah. Tell me I don't know why that didn't happen or if I they know. just didn't have it available and they plan the tweets ahead of time. But 
if you know anybody at the office, call them up and tell them, oh. like, add the URL on there. <laughs> um, it was, it was hard to find. I spent like the first 20 minutes, uh, at like one o'clock in the morning or midnight trying to find the damn thing. Yeah. Like I, I realized the easiest way to get the actual URL was to do the share from my iPhones, Netflix. Yeah. You know, it's funny. That's what I had. I looked through my Apple TV or through my regular TV, through, through my computer. And then finally I found it on my phone. Yeah. See, this is why we need Yoni. Cause Yoni would have had that dialed. <laughs> yeah. Yoni, yeah. He, he would have, he would have, he would have been good. He, he appreciated that, uh, that hashtag though. I, I know that he, he, I, I sent it to him and he, he liked that. Yeah, Yoni's the man. Um and he's not coming back ever. If we have we lost Yoni for good? I don't know for good, but I know he's he's doing some other projects and he's he he's uh going to Israel to see his he hasn't seen his family in like forever. Right. He's trying to get his green card and all that stuff. So I think he's gonna now he can finally relax, like he's he's officially here, at least for now. Right. Damn you guys and all your success. Everyone's <laughs> Succeeding so much. We don't want you guys to go away. We want you to fail and stay <laughs> with yeah. Lucha Underground for a <laughs> That's I always get worried. I'm like, man, I got to go do another show or I got to go get another credit. I don't, you know, it's like I got this gap of like lots of wrestling, lots of reality, lots of wrestling. And so it's like, I got to mix it up a little bit. Got to mix it up. Okay. Keep those scripts ready, man. Just do what Roach is doing every now and then. Just, yeah. Like, hey, don't 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 pigeonhole me into anything. I can write a script there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I think the other the other important metric is um, you know, oh, the other things that I know that they measure they measure the bingeability factor, which is how many yeah. episodes are getting played concurrently. You know, like how many people are you know. So if you're out there, people, turn it on. Forty hour marathon. Just let it go. And run it. out of the room. Come back. Rewind it if you need to, but let it go. That's a, I put I put mine on at night just to, I don't and I'm just to sleep and just I wake up in the morning and it's like oh Aztec warfare. My house oh, looked my. like a sports bar because I had it on like <laughs> you know both accounts logged in and it was on every TV and on the computer. I like I thought I was watching multiple games at the sports yeah. bar or something. I'm gonna be playing on my iPad at work and I'm just I almost I almost I'm basically trying to force my my talent to watch Lucha Underground. Yeah. Uh, Whenever they're not working, I'm I'm encouraging encouraging them to not work. We're, it's a home renovation show. I'm saying get away from the house, put down the tool belt, watch watch this real quick. And it's like just three episodes, real quick. We'll get and back. This is how Byron got fired, guys. <laughs> hey, he also did a cool thing where he's like, "Hey, I heard you like ninjas. I heard you like singing Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Check <laughs> out this guy." And and now. Big Pentagon fan, bigger and Helico fan is Vanilla Ice because he looks like a motocross guy. Well, well, no, he loves, uh, yeah, he loves and Helico. He loves, uh, he loves all the stuff, uh, but he loves and Helico because of the dropkick and he dresses. <laughs> He's like, this guy does stupid stuff from really tall heights. And I want to say, I I had the show on when I was sleeping too, and I woke up and. You know, I had this horrible nightmare that Sexy Star beat Pentagon in a match. <laughs> and, it's true. Uh, Came to yes, it, it, it was, it, you know, I thought I would rather have Freddy Krueger kill me than ever have that nightmare again. <laughs> is this, is this where it happened? No, is this, is is this, this where it happened? You go. He's got heat still about that. But. He never hashed it out with DJ over over the Sexy Star big win earlier this season. Oh, that, because it never happened, dude. I just said it was a horrible dream. 
<laughs> Such a Casey, hater. Casey, do you remember? Uh, there's when- a great, but there is uh, there is a great scene coming up in season two that, or season, sorry, season two, part two of season whatever three, <laughs> and where 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 that's addressed. That's so funny. It's really funny. Ooh, now I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, well, and speaking of the second half of of season three. Not giving any spoilers away. We saw uh, AR Fox, Mr. Dante Fox, this weekend yeah. at FSW. And Dude, uh, that dude's a bad man. I know. And he's just sitting there and he's like, man, I can't wait till people get their hands on it. I, I hope that it yeah. does. And we were just like, dude, if if the edit is even half as good as what we saw live, then trust me, you're <laughs> fine, bro. Not just that, but he has uh, he has some scenes that are in there that are just Probably might be one of my favorites ever. See, and that's what we're hearing. So there's good, there's good backstage stuff too. There's good vignettes with him coming. Oh up. yeah, dude. He it's uh he he's dude. He 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 stepped up his game so strong. Like he's just a, he's a good actor, uh, and an even better wrestler. Horrible yeah. social media. Terrible. Dude's amazing. Yeah, he he so does good. not care about. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> no, I was talking to him. About- you know, when you're that good, you, I guess you just don't have to care. I mean, like, yeah, I think he has a cell phone and barely knows the number to that. Like, you know, he yeah. answers for money and bookings only, I guess. I don't know. It's like the people in the chat right now can verify. Maybe they have a count of how many times we've put over a big AR Fox match that we can't talk about without talking about it. And how <laughs> I when it happened, I went to I went to Eric Van Wagen. And I said, I've been a wrestling fan for 30 years. And that was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> one day, one day, AR Fox is going to get like a, you know, 56K AOL package for his computer yeah. and, <laughs> and watch this show. And he's going to be like, oh, wow, people really did like me the whole time. <laughs> you know what, Justin, a good, a good producer would have bought him a boost mobile phone. Yeah. And it to him and said, you're on my David plan now, my son. Well, what what we're what we need to be doing is we need to find uh, people who can who are friends with the wrestlers who like carry their bags or like they're friends with them, and we just give them like they have their own Google Hangout account. We just go, all right, dude, you're standing next to the guy. Hold up the phone. Let's talk to him for like twenty minutes. That's what we need. That's what, and that's so how we can get. You're basically you're volunteering to be every Lucha Underground wrestler's young boy. You're volunteering, no. right? Okay, I'm not saying young boy, but that's exactly what I'm describing. Look, Kohai, get get your act together. We'll we'll get you dialed in. All right. Yeah, fucking Kohai. That's and, right. And we should get him a. We need to get him a cricket wireless phone, not a Boost Mobile. Thank oh, you. Please, still do it right, Byron. Hey, I, I, I say, do gotta I say though. Mobile. I did say Boost Mobile. Oh, somebody did. Oh, oh. It might have been me, but you know I what? I bought a Droid Turbo because they advertised on Lucha Underground. So there you go. They were a season one advertiser. Yeah. All right. So DJ, can I ask yeah. you uh, sure. uh, about the guy that that you used to work for? Is he ever going to have oh, you on? Did that ever get resolved? Or no, I, don't, I don't think it ever get resolved. I don't think it ever will get resolved. Um, it is what it is. Uh, you know. I mean, it was pretty obvious he was he was going in for the kill like that. He's trying to play it off, but like, it, it was as nasty as I thought it was, right? I mean, I, that's how I thought it was, and and but 
you know, it is what it is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go, and I'm, and I'm moving on. I don't need. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make a point, and that's it. Just like ah, forget it. And besides, I had you back. I told the real story on the podcast about your shoot fighting skills, <laughs> and that's that's all people needed to know. That's that like Baron Von Raschke says. That's all that the people need to know. That was our longest podcast. It was like seven hours of describing how many people you've crushed their faces in. Yeah, I think Lucha Underground's uh, on its way, and I'm I, I'm good. It's cool. You know, haters yeah. haters are gonna hate, and it's, it is what it is. Well, I'm hoping there's not too <laughs> too much hate out there in general because uh, it, this really is a a huge huge moment, and I know. It, it lost a little steam for some people just because of the hiatus and whatnot, but I think yeah. it's honestly the perfect timing because of, you know, it'll have a nice run on Netflix, then we'll come back for the second half of season three. Um, and then, you know, hope I'm really hoping that you guys are able to drop season three into the pipeline at Netflix kind of in the hiatus when the tapings are starting for season four. Yeah, I hope so too. I think that will be super big for season four if they can get three in there and then people can be all caught up and then here we go and, and hopefully three for for an even better deal than whatever you guys got for one and two i mean yeah, hopefully yeah. i hope so too i think the netflix people will realize um the other metric by the way for you people out there if you really want to help out is to add the show to my list or your your list um they do look at that number of how many people want to retain the show and not aren't just transient viewers they consider those fans of a program if you put it in your list so do that also people you have all yeah, you don't want to be transient you don't want to be considered undesirable transient that just sounds bad justin jesus well you know i i i Keep study it on this the list too right yeah What's you that? gotta leave it there you can't take it off you gotta like put it on your list and leave it there right yeah does anyone ever take anything off their lists i no. mean i still have like the, <laughs> the, the finished version of girl with the dragon tattoo or whatever that was sitting in yeah, there yeah. even though i've watched it a million years ago <laughs> no you gotta you gotta watch the one with the subtitles the english dub is not no um but anyway yeah the, you know i realized the show was binge worthy just from the marathons on el ray too it was like i i really I really do think of all the wrestling product out there. This is so much better than when they had a bunch of one-off WWE products that weren't connected. Those yeah. would actually just irritate me because I'd want to see some of the rest of the storylines. I'd want to see the Raw and the SmackDown that came after that moment or whatnot. And you couldn't do you can barely do that on network. I mean, the way it's organized on network, you can barely, you know, like if you do a hard search, I've been trying to go back and watch uh, old ECW hardcore TVs, but the only way to do it is you got to like find an old one, then watch it. And then the rest of them will come on immediately after it, but you can't search half of them. It's just so annoying. And I think that this product just lends itself so much more to that binging. And that's not really available for wrestling products out there. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, other wrestling shows, I think would be a little more difficult to binge. And I think uh, Lucha underground is good for that. The way, the way it's structured, everything about it, you know, it's a beautiful um, show. So, yeah, especially like if there's a dude that or or a woman that you don't like on the show, they're not going to be on every episode. <laughs> Specifically, what are you talking about? I'm talking about seeing Byron's face in the audience. Uh, you know, I do have to adjust one complaint that I saw, DJ, that I thought was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. This was on like some thread on some wrestling site and someone said, 
I'm really sick of all the crowd shots of TJ Miller in the audience. We get it. You have a famous fan. Stop throwing it in our faces. It was fucking Byron the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I needed a haircut. It really was Byron. That's the best part. I loved you on that HBO show a couple weeks ago. It was really good. Oh, you got Byron's got to send you the picture of where he was him for Halloween, actually. (laughs) Girls is a really good show. Um, All right. So. I really do want to ask you about season four in a non-specific way. Oh God! Okay. Why can't but, you get specific, Justin? Jesus! Hashtag no spoilers. Look, we all know where some of season three is going, so I can't. Be, you know that other people don't know, so I'm not oh, going to yeah. get into that. But the first thing I actually want to know is: okay, so you guys aren't in the temple at all right now? No. Is are other people using it? Like, are we going to come back? Are you guys going to make changes to the physical structure of the temple? Do you think for for season four? Because I've heard some rumors that maybe some changes might happen. Oh, like to the physical insides of the temple. Like, well, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to give any. I wonder where you heard that rumor from. But uh, I don't. Uh, you know, I think there'll be some different things about Lucha Underground season four. I, I would hope, but. And again, we haven't written it, so <laughs> I really, and, and, really and, look forward to and, the. Um, and, Tony, and Tony Jensen hasn't given me the money to do to do stuff like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I look forward to the air conditioned MMM show Cabana at Ringside. Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah, with the keg and the margarita machine, the whole thing. Yeah, Casey, and, they, and they uh, all slurpees too. Casey, uh, they they actually installed air conditioning. Uh, they installed air conditioning into the um, the stage, the the building, didn't you? Did I you heard mean? some people. Not you personally. <laughs> uh, he's he's uh, an HVAC uh, guy now. Uh, <laughs> part, part of like the whole or during the seasons of Lucha, um, I heard that they upgraded or they installed air air conditioning into that soundstage or you know movie the warehouse. There's just a bunch of like generators and then like all these tubes that like go through everywhere. And there's like, like the writer's room has its own, like this big white, like, you know, droid looking thing. And you got to try to figure out how to turn it on. And then it just blows air through the dirty, the dirty pipes and all that stuff. Yeah. So this is still someplace we definitely don't want to be in July again. Right. We never want to do that again. Oh God. No. That's that's the other thing about watching those first few episodes on Netflix. I'm like, I'm remembering how hot it was. It oh was yeah, the worst. Uh, yeah, I know there was a couple of days that were truly, truly oh, unbearable. It's like there's nothing bad. worse than 500 sweaty believers on top of each other with Mil Muertes pushing you around, and you're there for five hours. You get to the end of the second taping, and it's like there's there's nothing you want more than to stand outside and be and out of that place. You're there for five hours. Amadita Tita is playing for 25 minutes while you're waiting for the next match to come out. <laughs> it's just like, this is hell. We need to get out of here. Well, yeah, it's because you're waiting for Melissa to change, but her clothes are probably sticking to her from how hot it is in there. It's like, you know, but hey, that's, that's, the, that's the fun stuff too. We, we all lived it together. It was yeah. fun. That's why we were so uh, eager to go through the rainstorm at uh, one of the Ultima Luchas when we were waiting outside. Oh, oh yeah. All day. We're like, this, you know what? Let's get soaking wet because it's all going to evaporate once we get inside. So how much of season four do you guys have written? Can you guys... We don't, have, mean, any of, we don't have any of it written. You just, we, have, we have ideas. Okay. Uh, but nothing's on paper. But so, uh, and this is one of the things when the hiatus came up, 
to me, it was like, I get the hiatus. It makes perfect sense to me. I know a lot of people doing the Lucha Sky is Falling thing, but I was like, no, no, this is cool because we've talked to you guys enough to know that there was some some stuff that you wanted to add and some cool things that actually having more time to do would make better. So I looked at it as a positive thing. But the, the one area where I was kind of like, dang, how do you deal with writing the show when you don't know, like, talent who's going to be available making sure your crew's back like just kind of the the whole thing like how do you plan for the the unknown and and do you have you know a plan now or as you're starting to get closer is it easier is getting easier to figure out what you guys want to do with season four yeah sure i mean i think even in season two and three and one we had an idea of what we wanted to do for season four kind of um you know but the more details and little ideas here that, that pass back and forth. Uh, yeah, they just kind of, kind of come around and we just do it. I'm planning on having everybody back, so I'm not going to go into it wondering. I'm going to plan with everybody back. And then if, if something were to happen or whatever, they will be, you know, we'll have to, have to move the pieces around a little bit, but. I, I mean, I guess that was part of one of my questions too, was like, yeah, you know, guys come and go. That's I'm, you, I'm sure you even dealt with that at WWE a little bit. It's like sure. you may have had something planned. But then if you have like a cool tidbit or storyline and a guy isn't there, do you think your storyline is going to lend itself to being able to switch some of those ideas onto other characters? Or do you just bail from the idea altogether? Sometimes usually bail. Well, sometimes we'll just bail from the idea unless we can, uh, you know, find a way to, to, to salvage the story a little bit or, or take a different turn that we weren't necessarily planning on you know I, I, um like for instance this is not a spoiler but it's like the ivalice and katrina story that's a story we've been telling for a long time ivalice got injured unexpectedly we had to change the story a little bit and do a little bit of a curveball and and you know sometimes more times than not i'll say in lucha thing we kind of like step in shit accidentally that we didn't even know. And it's like, wow, this is way better than anything we were going to do before. So it's, it's almost like, it's almost like it's meant to be sometimes. Which honestly, and, and I think it's cool too, because then, you know, you can circle back to that story and then you get that longer arc that, that we were kind of talking about. Sure. Plus you guys were smart. You put in time travel. That's the big retcon. Oh, yeah. Time travel time, is that gonna get? Time travel is probably the greatest thing that I think that, that <laughs> Man, so you like want to talk about some long nights in the writer's room though. You guys start messing with time travel too much, you're gonna be like, okay, so we gotta back over this and <laughs> fix this now. And it's just we go back seven, all you do is you have Aerostar go back and like step on an ant and all of a sudden brand new characters, new story art. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just rewrite the whole thing, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's here's a hypothetical for you. Yeah. What if hypothetically you come into season four and there hypothetically is no representative of an entire tribe? How do you fix that? Do you bring in some new characters to fill in the tribe? Uh, you'll have. I mean, uh, <laughs> you'll have to see if that were to happen. I mean, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not planning on on the seven tribes being gone. Um, I think that. There, I have. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> they, they I, I think, uh, yeah. I, hey, there are more that we all know that there are more members of of certain tribes uh, that are out there, and um, these tribes might be bigger than anything. Um, yeah, there's there's one that I've been missing for a very long time, actually. 
the panther tribe guy with the do you really oh. think there's a panther tribe byron seriously <laughs> After it's, it's the oh, jaguar tribe yeah. i'm sorry i'm just casey i'm just working in you know working a, a real job not living with my parents too much oh wow why is it gonna be all serious right? who, who, where, who's over right now byron I, I'm actually, my parents are over, so I'm in like a spare bedroom right now. <laughs> okay, then. See, this yeah. is what happens when you shoot on somebody, Ryan. They start to shoot back. Well, what are you going to do? Um, hey, we're live. I, I, I like your answer. I'll, I'll go back to the, the actual topic. I like your answer, DJ, because oh, uh, I know it's a tricky idea. one, but. I have ideas. Cool. See that makes me happy, and like half the half the people that are listening to this are like, "What the hell are they even talking about?" You'll know eventually. Yeah, eventually yeah, this will you'll, make sense. You'll know when the MMM tribe debuts. <laughs> that will not be happening, Casey. I do not think that you and I can be in the same tribe, my friend. Um, Jeez, I have a tribe. Saying. I have a tribe, you guys. You get it? Yeah, we get it, Byron. Yeah, we 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 get it. It's gotten. Um, oh, so. And the, this is my last thing about season four, and it has nothing to do with plot lines, storylines, or spoilers. Um, are there guys that you're excited about maybe getting your hands on? We know that uh, Vampiro just took a new gig as the the talent director or something of, of Lucha Libre, FMV, LLC. I yeah. just like saying all of that. So, I mean, is he is he scouting around for guys down in Triple, like some young guys in AAA to bring up? Or, you know, what's the what are the possibilities of some new talent? I mean, we know Cross is going to come in at some point, but who else? Uh, I think that there's a big possibility for, for, for new talent. Um, I'm always looking for people. Um, we're always having people reach out to us. Um, That's cool. And, uh, you know, I think Vamp has some people, too, down in Mexico that – I think are would make a good addition to the show, um, but yeah, I, I, well, it, we'll play it by ear and, and and make sure that we do it right. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting too because I almost feel like you know the first season or two of Lucha Underground, you're looking for big talent and names that can kind of help propel the show forward. But now I almost feel like that's just that you don't even necessarily need that the same way that you you might have in the past. Like you don't need another Morrison. You you got one. And yeah, I know. And that's the thing. As of this point, uh, we have we have the stars that, that you know we built stars. So we have we have we have a bunch of guys that can main event, and I'm not really worried about it. Yeah, they can, and they do. I mean, we see them out and about everywhere, and it's like you know you get two mid-card guys from Lucha Underground, they're main eventing pretty much everywhere else now, which is awesome. I mean, it's, it's great. You know, to see I th that. And I think by the time you get to the end of season three, there are a lot more guys that can, that can, that are damn credible to, yeah. to, to take that spot, you know, or to get it, to, to step in there and do that. I, I do have to um, give a note from the chat um, that we have uh MT Lucha Dark uh, is in the chat and says, marking out at MMM Tribe. So I just want to say that that's a funny <laughs> idea. That's and that's coming all the way from the land of the rising sun where it is noon. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll just say I'm half in then. How about that, Casey? Exactly. I, I said that in the chat that you could half be in the same tribe as me. There we go. <laughs> This is terrible. This is so racial. It's terrible. In this day and age, in this country, like we need more of this, Casey. I'm not the one who went oh. there. Jesus. Oh, now we're getting, now we're, okay. I know. I'm just having fun with you guys. 
Everyone needs to chill. It's okay. Racial humor is still okay, people. Everyone hey, Justin. Tranquilo. Is that oh, how Jesus. you say it? Is that really how you say it? I think Lucha, Lucha Blog is going to be very upset with you. <laughs> oh, whatever. Dude, Lucha Blog's learning the Spanish. I see him, like, doing his, you know, like, fucking uh, Rosetta Stone or something on Twitter. He's learning his shit. <laughs> Um, okay, so I, I want to finish up talking about the, the actual Netflix thing. Okay. Um, I, I feel it's very important coming from you, one of the, the top dogs at the product, to assure the new viewers that Mil Muertes is not going to stay in his pajamas for the entire binging of the two seasons, right? Oh, yeah, oh. It's, he, he's only sleepy until episode 19, and after that, uh, when he wakes up again, he, he won't wear his pajamas anymore. Yeah, he's really dope pants. What was the reasoning behind that? I I heard on the commentary they mentioned like the old old school lucha roots. Is was that trying to like date him back to when? Yeah, like some of the original designs of the costumes were uh or kind of had had that kind of old school like like you know nineteen sixties seventies kind of luchador looks. So that was that was probably part of the the, the idea. I mean, I thought that especially standing next to Blue Demon, he looked perfect in those yeah. early episodes like it didn't bother me at all and then it wasn't honestly the the weird pajama thing didn't didn't irk me at all until after i saw him in other outfits later <laughs> go back yeah. and watch it you're like oh yeah that's a whole different look like he is way scarier now with but the, it, I, the I always eyes. joke with him that that we should get him a hat that, that with the you know that to, to go oh, to the yeah a hat oh. and a teddy bear See, the thing is, though, you dress him up too much. Like when he came out in the suit, you're going to have all the lawsuits from the female fans that get pregnant from watching the show. You got to be careful. Now that we mentioned those early episodes, I'm going to ask you the hard question, DJ. Oh uh -oh. Who the uh -oh. fuck is El Bunny? And we see him there. We see him. He's on Netflix. Byron paused and sent me pictures of his crotch and said I should recognize him. I did that. And his butthole. And his butthole. Yeah. I still I still don't know. And everyone knows sells me because I think I have an idea, DJ. I think I have an idea. All I need to know, <laughs> is El Bunny going to be the person that he was then? Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say. <sighs> oh, <man. laughs> You're going to get no sold on this thing forever. <laughs> I don't know why you keep trying. You know what? Someone's going to slip up. I'm going to get MVP on the show. And I'm going to have to. <laughs> MVP just tweeted that he's being talked about on the show by you. <laughs> uh, uh, he probably tweeted it last week. He's, he totally spoiled it. I will say this. Uh, it, it was kind of cool to see, to have the show sort of start off with like Blue Demon and then have Mill be old school. And then when you see. Um, the, when you see Pentagon and Phoenix and Drago come, they look so new school. Like they they stand out before they even start running around. Yeah, uh, that like as a fan, that really that was my moment. Aztec Warfare obviously is like the big moment, but for me, that trio, that triple threat, that trios, whatever match, triple threat match was like this is something special. It was absolutely. And, and, and honest to God, that had a lot to do with why we picked them <laughs> was because of their looks and, and 
uh, you know, there were some original ideas early on to have some bring a lot of people with like no masks. And I was very adamant that like, if you're going to start a show called Lucha Underground and you're going to start with like five main luchadors from Mexico, that they better have masks. <laughs> and well, and preferably be as good as those three guys are. I mean, <laughs> yeah. those dudes are are top, top, top performers now. And they were then too. I just don't even, I don't know that they were getting the rub everywhere. Back yeah, then. I mean, I you know, I think you know, there's there was, you know, thought, oh, they're young and they they're they're okay, but you know, here's these big stars or here's this, and it's like, I don't know. I think I think we should develop new young stars, and 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 these guys can do shit that nobody else can do, and <laughs> and that yeah. that's part of it too, you know. I got to give props to Lucha Blog too because I actually went back and read some of his old stuff, and he actually did a preview of those three guys coming into lucha underground before they aired and he was the one back then that picked that pentagon was going to get over like wow everyone's going to tell you to watch these other guys but lucha block said it before they even got there that pentagon was really with the the mentality that we have in america his style was going to skyrocket him and boy lucha block couldn't have been more right about that one which is yeah. funny because in triple a he was just the guy punking out australian suicide every week at that point like because he was, they were originally going to have him take his mask, I think, instead of Daga. And so they would have Pentagon brutalize him and rip his mask off week after week after week. And then nothing happened. It's a different style of booking than what DJ does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> DJ, speaking of booking, is, is, is your room like the old booking committees? Or do you guys do it more like a writer's room or somewhere in the middle? What's your, what's your room uh, like? The original room when we had an office was like I had this big office uh, that just had a bunch of whiteboards all all, all around it, and nice. that's kind of we set it into kind of like quadrants and 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 then kind of go crazy. Uh, now uh, since we uh, we don't really have the office anymore, and it kind of sucked going to Santa Monica every day for my team because we all live in the valley. Uh, now we just do it in uh, in my condo clubhouse. <laughs> so yeah, that's what it looks like. I can send you a picture of it later. Wait, are you in the are you in the valley too? Yeah, yeah. I'm in Woodland Hills, and uh, so is Roach, and then uh, Stolman's in North Hollywood, and uh, I'm in North Hollywood, sort of when I'm home. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm in Castaic whenever you want me to come down. What? Castaic is nowhere near any place where people write good things. I'm in I'm in Tarzana. I'm right in the middle. See? That sucks going to... You go to Soli Luna in Tarzana? You ever go there? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. bomb. It's that's great. Bomb. <laughs> I know what you guys are talking about. I'm also... Justin, are you an MFA in screenwriting, bro? Jeez. No, but I've sold a few things. Oh. Oh. Wow. Had to go there. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I'm already sick today, Justin. You try oh, to go stop. You're not sick. You're happy. You you just have the I binge too much lucha on Netflix blues. You'll you'll get over it. Just which apparently things. makes snot just pour out of my head. Okay, that's you need some Steve Weisers. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> oh man, I I don't think I can do Steve right now. I don't think I can. Oh, oh give us one more Steve. Come on, you can do it. Fuck you, Byron. Okay, there. That, that, <laughs> no, that, that wasn't good. Right. It, it keeps cracking. Right. Uh, so uh, let's 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 leave it here, DJ. Tell us um, what are the moments you're most excited for people to see, and are there any 
strange things that you don't want people to see, like you know the announcers referencing the uh, referencing the backstage, <laughs> which I think oh, in episode the- two that I didn't even remember that happened. I oh, shit. that. Uh, I, so then I, I I will say that he he just like Stryker probably asked Lou David during the during the commercial break. And he's like, ah, oh, she fucking licked me, uh, and that's how he found out, I guess. <laughs> you know, and I think it was it made sense back then though it wasn't it wasn't yeah. weird and when I saw it the first time of course I didn't notice it and I think it really what, what happened was in those first few sorry to cut you off uh, no, those first few episodes it was like kind of just like something didn't feel right because they knew some stuff and then it was like let's just make a full push to that not be the case because that's how it makes the most sense. It's the it's one of my favorite things about the show too. I I can't stand the announcers sitting there and the whole crowd at the WWE events like watching these reality candid backstage moments except with 25,000 other people peering in it seems so yeah. weird. And, to me. and all, all the all the other wrestlers on the roster are there watching that because yeah. supposedly there's monitors in the locker rooms and on the on the interview set and you know the, the, the other thing I, I it's weird is like when wwe sometimes tries to do at least now it seems weird yeah it I, don't does think, I don't think in like the 90s it necessarily did it was like kind of new and cool and but like you know randy orton burns down bray wyatt's compound and <laughs> there's cameras there and then they yeah. cut to the shot of the tron and there's everybody watching in the audience like oh there's a rocking chair you know going back and forth that's just kind of weird for me and, but, and, i mean and it's funny because they're trying to do it a little bit cinematic but it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense and yeah. boy there would need to be a whole lot more assault charges press for guys getting forklifts dropped on them oh, you think that's that what about fucking ultimate warrior getting bit by a cobra <laughs> out of a box that Jake the Snake put him in a little room and locked the door. There was a camera there. That guy um, someone getting hit by a car. Piper running over uh, Goldust with the car. That's kind of um, oh, that was during a match. I was there live, Byron. I was there live for that match. Though I will say, when it's okay, is when Rey Mysterio is lo- used as a lawn dart. That 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 is okay. <laughs> no, but that wasn't cinematic. That was like live action. Like exactly, it made more sense. It was like, like when, yeah, it was when, like you just ran up on it. Yeah, like I'm okay with Papa Shango putting a curse on somebody and then that happening. Like I think that's okay. That's acceptable. Like it's happening. In Are you okay? Are you okay if there's a curse and you look in the mirror and you see Hulk Hogan? <laughs> oh no, you see Ultimate Warrior. Sure. <laughs> but only Eric Bischoff can see him, and no one else in the room can. <laughs> Uh, I, I do gotta say that we caught DJ teasing Papa Shango coming to Lucha Underground, and I'm all for it. I hear, I hear he's been rumored for every um, Aztec Warfare so far. Yeah. I, I was, I was Papa Shango for Halloween when I was like 11. It was like the. I, I actually have his voodoo staff that I won in a raffle at a wrestling convention, and the, it the is real good. voodoo staff. It's it's a shitty thing that they got from Party City because he sold his real gimmick to everyone else and they needed something to do pictures. Yeah. And, uh, so the raffle prize it is signed by Papa Shango, but it's a it's a plastic skull staff with some uh, with some like. That's still pretty badass though. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Do you have a top hat with a big white stripe on it and, and a feather? And- I. I need one. I'm in the market. If you see one, let me know and I will buy it. <laughs> the best is you should come dressed as Papa Shango to the temple because the legal people would have no idea that that's like something that's IP or, or anything like that. <laughs> Completely oh, good. that would be great. Dude, um, Justin almost got kicked out for a Vampiro shirt. Vampiro is like 
a guy who's in the temple all the time. Like you see him. <laughs> and he's usually wearing shirts that aren't cleared. <laughs> well, I got away. I got away with it because of Stryker, I think, or maybe EB Dub signed off on it. I don't know, but it was one of the Vampiro's original WCW shirts. It's a 20 year old, 20 year old t-shirt. It's pretty trip. awesome. Um, by the way, DJ, you may have to referee uh, the name game between Stryker and Casey now because uh, the official challenge scared. has been issued. Dude, that seems pretty serious, by the way. And and I, if you can take on Matt Stryker, I will be really impressed. I will be really impressed because he's one of the like he knows like the most random stuff. But you do too, so I don't know. It would be a good matchup. Maybe we'll yeah. do it at Ultima Lucha. I wasn't I wasn't kidding when I said I was the champion of the line, and we would play that shit for hours. Yeah. I do I do love the idea of Stryker going out there to the line and playing the game. Well, if he uh, wants the line championship, he he yeah. has to come get it. It's we like he, do that. he's the inside the temple champion, and, and Casey's the outside the temple. We should champion. do that, and we should do it on social and like you know broadcast it, man. That's that'd be awesome. I hey, mean, I, I'm, I'm down people. to embarrass Matt Stryker in any fashion. Wow. I want the ceremony where he hands me my Spider-Man ice cream with the gumballs for the eyes, which is the prize of the winner. When he hands it to me, <laughs> and his <laughs> actual in his face. And his- and take his actual belt so his pants fall down. He knows that 53 Vianos, so he's, he's very confident. Okay, well, so we never got the, the actual question from DJ. Let's let, let's let the man get yeah. out of here. But DJ, what are you looking forward to people seeing the most that are coming into this thing new to Netflix? Um, gosh. Uh, uh, Grave Consequences. Aztec Warfare. Yeah. Uh, probably the cinematic, the cinematic scenes, uh, for sure. I mean, it's just so different that, you know, yeah. I know, you know, if you can sit and start to watch it. And I also hope that people can get through those first nine <laughs> and then you know the first eight, and then it really starts to kick into gear and we kind of find the, the show finds itself and, and it really starts working. And, um, and I also hope that people out there discover the talent that we have on the show, because to me, uh, man, there's just some tremendous, tremendous people on the show, and and uh, I would like you know them to get more recognition and 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 really get out there. I hope so too. I mean, I think I think they will, and I think a lot of them deserve it. Now, you know, you're saying I know those first few episodes are a little different, and they they are away from the eventual tone that set in, and you guys worked out the kinks with stuff. Well, yeah, stuff. And do we you also, want people to skip those, or do you want people? Oh, absolutely to- not, absolutely okay. not. I just. Uh, Dude, if they skip it, they can't get the Dragon Azteca bit in the first episode. Yeah, there's yeah. there's lots of stuff in there that are set that's set up, and even stuff that pays off in season three that's in those few that 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 happen. So, I mean, to me, like uh, I, I would watch the entire thing if I if, if I had to give advice, and uh, you know, it, it, we had to set a premise for the temple, and and you I, I, the idea I think in the beginning was to try to keep it as as normal as we could but still having a little bit of like kind of the farthest we go really is you know this the 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 big backstory of the ancient aztec storyline and then the uh katrina disappearing and stuff like that so we really don't push the envelope too much uh until until a little later on and that was kind of done on purpose because we didn't want people to you know we didn't want to hit them over the head with it it was like kind of ease them into some of this stuff because people were just used to a way that wrestling is presented and wrestling right. is. So, so that was kind of the idea. And that was the idea with having, you know, certain name talents, like, 
you know, we knew that when people turn in, you need to have a few people that they knew to get them to stay. Well, and I think it worked. I mean, even the the Alberto coming in at certain points, I think all that stuff paid off. Like I'm, I'm telling my sci-fi and comic book friends yeah. to watch the whole thing. But then some of my, my friends who are casual WWE fans or old school ECW fans, I'm like either pointing them towards, you know, Ultima Lucha one, the second, you know, episode 39 yeah. um, or Aztec warfare, like those good jump in points for, for casuals where they're going to get it right off the bat. There's going to be big action, big names. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the approach I've been taking, but I was just curious to see like what, what your thoughts are being a writer, because it's like, damn, I don't want people to miss these good bits that, you know, uh, there's, there's so, there's just so many different ones that, that, that I, that I know and, and uh, that are awesome about the show. So I, I, gosh, it's like, there are so many good ones. I mean, not only just matches, but the vignettes and God, there's just a lot. <laughs> I can't really single out anything in particular. You know, it's, a, it's usually those same old matches. Like, I mean, that Vampiro vignette to start season two is like, oh. man, I love that vignette. And, uh, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. I mean, the nunchuck match. I love the nunchuck match. Yeah. Um, oh, I get a lot of shit over the nunchuck match. So. I love it. Well, either way, I had to. I see my botched throw of the nunchucks didn't make it on to yes. the actual episode. So yeah, I only get shit from people. Oh, great! Now everyone that listens to the show fucking knows. But yeah. well, I think uh, we told everyone that that you botched, didn't we? I don't know. That sounds like oh, something you guys we, would do. Yeah, we. Had I think you strapping Hernandez in the back of his neck got cut out too, didn't it? Yeah, but that wasn't the worst thing that happened to him that match. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, dick whipping was worse. But what? I gotta say, the thing that I personally show everyone to get them into the show. See, I approach oh, all my friends up. the same way. I show them the Pentagon promo where he kills all the martial arts masters and breaks their arms and arranges <laughs> their goes out. Yeah, the skeleton and, uh, ninja promo. That's the best yeah. thing ever. <laughs> and I and I don't say, oh, you might like this. I I say you will like this, or we're not friends. And hey, if the, you know if they don't like it, and I lose a friend here or there, well, fuck them because they didn't like Pentagon. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, I love the one where the little girl narrates Drago's Drago about Drago. I think I love that. That one's yeah. pretty. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's some crazy man. We did a lot of stuff. It's, it's uh, you know, Black Lotus is like Kill Bill. One is cool. Um, yeah. yeah, there's lots of weird stuff out there. Black Lotus in the trunk of the car. That's like dust till dawn. Oh yeah, and you get the X-ray shot of her in the trunk. I love that. That's an awesome shot. <laughs> Dude, I love I love the the Snake Tribe uh, in Drago bathroom uh, brawl. Yeah, that's like, awesome, right? We've had some fights, but that was like to me that was the first time where you had the effect of a match, but the the movie version of it. Yeah. Basically, Skip got to film a match almost. <laughs> yeah, we want we wanted to like expand uh, some of those scenes and do stuff like that, and I think that was like the real first kind of test because like the original thing we had, it was just kind of like uh, a beat down, like a quick beat down, boom, and left behind, and then Skip kind of took it and was like, "Oh no, what if we did this and this and this?" And the next thing you know, it was like a two, it was like a two and a half or a day and a half shoot, uh, and and you have this awesome fight going through bathroom stalls, and uh, yeah, it's just amazing. Okay. Can, I, can I ask you, uh, I don't know if it's me or if it's like the TV or Netflix or something, but it seems like visually the first season starts off kind of with a mild telenovela look. And where it's at now, it's like that grungy, dark comic book sort of 
Yeah, they they, we, yeah. they they started to adjust everything as the show kind of has gone on and, and you know, make it, you know, there's, you know, Robert has his thoughts on it and, and Skip and, and the network and, and, and then our team. It's like everybody's kind of looked at it and, you know, things change over time. You look at any show, it's not always the same from the beginning to, to, to the yeah. end. So, yeah, we, we made some adjustments and kind of make, make it a little more comic booky, you know, now. You should have seen the original vignettes that weren't that were kind of uh that were just shot um by by the by just our camera people from from the floor that we did that got scrapped you want to talk about telenovela like those were like really telenovela like <laughs> just shooting them like reality style almost or yeah cut, no cut, more like like two camera like soap opera style and it was just like big cross yeah like really kind of uh God, there's one scene with Blue Demon in the bathroom where <laughs> where he he's supposed to say something about uh, oh, I'm not a dog. I just won't play. I won't go play fetch or something like that. And he's like, I'm not the dog. I don't know how to play the fetch. And that was like what he said. <laughs> it was like, oh God, this is not good. And then <laughs> and then. And then those scenes kind of got rewritten and then you know we saw the puma vignettes and we're like this is how the entire this is how the entire show should look it's like the puma vignettes and then everything was redone yeah i i mean the vignettes blow my mind still to this day i'm looking forward to it i think we got skip coming on right before you guys go back on the air he said he'd probably come in in late may so I'm oh really that's awesome forward to yeah dude he's he's just like him. he's so brilliant dude like that guy is like he's the man and he's just like such a nice guy and like he's so damn smart but he, he like he loves to like be like hey what do you think of this and they'll show you something crazy like on, on his eye he has the ipad with him he show you like something crazy and it's like oh my god dude you're thinking like so outside the box it's it's amazing well people don't know because you can't just i imdb what skip's done but like all the best trailers that you've ever seen yeah. in your life, Skip probably did them. Like oh, the, yeah. the the Scott brothers, pretty much exclusively used Skip for a long time. So, like people don't even know, but that dude knows some shit that everybody in this town is trying to figure out still to this day. Yeah, dude, he's like he's just so ahead of his time, and just oh, he just like he thinks of things like just in a so such a different way. And man, some things like. I don't see it when he's shooting it how or he'll try to explain it. And then once I finally, like if he gets really excited about something, he'll cut it. And it's like, Holy shit, dude, that's, that's crazy. I didn't, or, or we'll have a version of it and he'll take it and he'll be like, ah, oh, what about we do this? And the next thing you know, it's like, Oh my God, we never saw it the way that, that that's, well, I mean, so it goes without saying that as a writer, you, it's cool for you to just kind of hand over your scripts to him and let him go with where, where he's going to go. Cause a lot of times that's the hardest part for a writer is like, Oh, this director sees this completely different than I want it. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, we're, we're, I'm there on set uh, most of the time and, and we usually talk a little bit about things or he'll be like, Hey, what do you think of this? Or I'll, you know, if they're doing something that I don't, that I might see or somebody's not saying something the way I, I originally saw it, I'll just, you know, chime in and say something about it but you know for, for for the most part like he's got such an amazing grip and like just i don't know the ideas and the places he takes simple scenes that sometimes he turns into this these beautiful pieces of art are, are it's it's amazing it's really amazing hey look urban heretics here what's going yeah. on urban are you there urban loves to hack our podcast with his 50 million dollar computer he's pentagon yeah. dark Urban, are you there? I thought you you were going to ask. 
I know you were asking DJ something about his mask in his in the chat room. What's up? Yeah, what's what's up with that mask, DJ? Where'd you get that at? What mask? The mask sitting up there on top of that football. Oh, 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 oh! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Let me grab that. <laughs> See, Irvin always comes with the with the cool stuff. Like uh, you notice things that I would never notice, Irvin. Like it's been sitting there the whole time. It has. It's like <laughs> not not one of you mentioned the He-Man shirt either. I'm disappointed in all of you. You were supposed to. Why, all right, so, so you were supposed to talk He-Man with DJ. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to have to prompt you. <laughs> so uh, so Asby, the guy who makes our costumes, uh, he knows that I'm a big Cardinals fan, and I go to the game sometimes in Arizona, and I was like looking for something cool to like you know wear to the game. So he made me. Uh, no way. I can get it on my no head. Way. Yeah, he made me a uh, a cardinal luchador mask. That's fucking awesome! Wow. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice sparkles. Yeah, that's what it is. It's fucking dope. I'll see you next time. Uh, next time you take a bump off the apron at one of these in vivo shows, you have. I'm to... never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that like? And, uh, well, it's fun. I, it's not like the first time I'd ever done anything like that, but uh, yeah, that that was fun. It was just you know, it was the end of the thing, and we were joking, and you know, Vamp's like, let's just, you know, me and him were talking, like, let's just go crazy and do all sorts of stuff that we wouldn't necessarily do, and try to make this as exciting and and crazy as possible. Yeah, I was like scared, man. I turn on my Twitter or whatever, and I see like. You know, Evie Dub getting pushed into the tent and you're getting bumped off the <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the hell? They're killing all the Hefe's on the road. <laughs> this is why they don't take the show touring. <laughs> yeah, Evie Dub got knocked out by Mil Muertes. Yes. Uh, then, then Vamp and I tried to calm Marty down because Marty went off. And then Marty, then I went to, I did, I don't know why I swung at Vamp and then I clotheslined him. Then Marty super kicked me. Oh my God! Speaking of Marty, there. Th- th- let's clear this up. There's no beef between Lucha Underground and TNA whatsoever, is there? Oh, I don't think there's any beef with us in TNA. No, I, it's just like, hey, dude, uh, they filmed one of our talents and and tried to put it on the air. Yeah, it's like you just you can't use our our guy. It's yeah, just, I know. I know people get people got mad and like like oh how could you know who cares? It's just a referee. It's a, okay. But you let the Lucha Underground referee, main referee, come onto your show in, the, in this kind yeah. of thing. And next thing you know, uh, you know, it, it would go nuts. That would be like that would be like allowing anybody from any TV show just to go jump on another TV show and play that same character or go do stuff like that. Like the WWE would never allow that. Are you, are you crazy? And uh, right. And you think TNA would have learned the first fucking time they did this? Just saying. I, I think they just do whatever. <laughs> I mean, Look, I'm not going to blame them at all for trying whatever. Because if they had yeah. gotten away with it, and even the fact that they didn't get away with yeah. it, it's we're almost, talking yeah, about yeah, it. it's almost yeah, it's almost awesome that they didn't, and then they blurred them. But you know, it's like I would have put deleted across them or something yeah. like that. You know, if I <laughs> that'd have been funny. That would have been yeah. funny. They know enough to work out the other two guys in the match that were Lucha Underground talent. Yeah, I think that they were looking for something because, like, I've even heard that, like, you know. They wanted him to maybe wear his Lucha Underground shirt and all that stuff. So he's like, Marty's like, I just don't carry around my Lucha Underground ref shirt with me everywhere I go. Uh, so uh, yeah. I've been telling everyone that they had him referee the match in a penis costume, and that's why they had to uh, blur that, him out. That, we probably would have just let that go. 
<laughs> yeah, like, oh, you guys want to use them in the in the cock outfit? Go for it. Sure. That's all okay. uniform. So if Conan's listening, we know what to do. The crash has to do next well, time. You know, the other thing is, you know, you look at that and it's like that just opens a whole can of worms if 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 that goes down. So I understand. And and, and the other thing is, it's you're dealing with a, you know, MGM. <laughs> they they don't fuck around. Uh, <laughs> you know, like. I, that's why they're a business. They're a business, and that's that's the way it is. And a pretty pretty large one. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I wouldn't want to get a letter from them. That's for sure. Okay, now, DJ, I got to ask you the real questions that all all of these fuckers. Oh, these are the these are the ones that get me in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Who who is your favorite He Man character, DJ? Why haven't we talked He Man yet? Well, so? Merman for sure is my favorite. Nice, nice. Super big merman fan. Um, I like uh, I like Triclops, Skeletor for sure. Skeletor, obviously. Skeletor is my role model and everything. Yeah, um, you know, uh, I, I do like Mossman. I do. I know some people don't like him. I, he smells so good. Yeah, he does. And I even liked how Stinkor smells. I, I uh, you know, I. I <laughs> He's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, and what's awesome is they put the smell in the plastic, so they still smell. Yeah, yeah, still. Uh, I like the snake people. They're pretty awesome. Um, I, I think I could see some influence there a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And uh, that's kind of how how Pindar came to be, because we're just kind of joking around. Uh, and Vibra kind of came to be, because we're talking, like joking around like uh, that um, – that Cobra Moon was like, uh, you know, Evil Inn or something like that. And then, yeah. like, you know, somebody died. It's like, you know, Pinda or, you know, you know, wipe them out, Vivera. You must destroy them all. You know, like, uh, all, you know, so we, we just oh. do stupid shit like that. And that's how you guys got to get her to do the Skeletor voice. Yes. Casey, that sounds like that song you keep texting me. Oh, the one about Beastman and uh, and uh, Skeletor fucking that Narkill did. She should That's call somebody. Should call Pentagon Bone Brain, and then he should get mad at them and destroy them. Call call them a furry fool. Yeah. yeah. Oh I man, think, I always think Triclops had the coolest sword, so that's why I liked him. See. Uh, I have to say I like Fisto's sword the best because it's the Triclops sword, but it's Undertaker colors, so it gets an added <laughs> point. You are such an Undertaker, Mark, but I like Triclops better. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what? Undertaker, I Undertaker, or Mark, which is why I'm not watching WrestleMania. Thank you. But Undertaker um, or Sting? Undertaker or Sting? Are you asking DJ? I'm Who's just asking the world because it upsets Casey to even talk about it. I banned Miflo from the podcast for saying stink. I really did. But now, DJ. I'm a younger generation, man. I'm a WCW guy, but I would say The Undertaker. Yeah, look at that. See, this man knows. This man I'm a WCW guy, too, and I would agree. If Sting would have annihilated the NWO and done what was – instead of joining them, I would maybe put Sting back closer to that category. But he got never really did what he said he was going to do. He said he just joined a crappier version. Exactly. <laughs> red face paint because he was embarrassed. That was his embarrassment striking through. It wasn't even red face paint. It was just his face turning red. He yeah. was. And then kind of DDP had to take you know, take care of it, some take business. Range, yeah. Which is great. It was nice to see DDP getting the rub in that whole angle. But yeah. Stinger should have done it, man. 
He couldn't do it. He couldn't take him down. It was. It's all Nick Patrick's fault. Uh, now, now, DJ, another He-Man question for you. <laughs> okay. If you were to steal any character from Masters of the Universe for the Temple, which no, no, not steal, co-opt, co-opt. No, I, I mean full on. I mean, take one from there and bring them into the temple. Yeah. Oh, maybe consent. Faker. Maybe Faker. Because uh, then it's like having He-Man and another dude at the same time. Yeah, that's maybe the same person or something like that. I think that would be cool. Um, gosh. But see, if you did Manny Faces, you could get three people. Yeah, yeah, Manny oh, Faces. God, that would be so hard to yeah. do. I guess you could do it with a mask, though, which would no, be kind of cool. No, dude, we're talking about bringing in the actual Manny Faces, dude. Come on. Yeah, dude, his face does that for real. <laughs> sometimes he's a man sometimes he's a robot sometimes he's a monster it's awesome it is pretty awesome it's like uh yeah it's like vampiro yeah because it's like <laughs> you don't want to bring in trap jaw right because like every time he went to lock up with someone he'd fuck him up with the claw by accident <laughs> you couldn't punch him in the face though you know you have to hurt, hurt your hand yeah, see, there's like all kinds of issues there. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be, you, you've actually put a lot of thought into this, haven't you, Casey? Dude, do yes. you know how many wrestling matches Maybe. I've done with E-Man figures? What, about, what if we brought in like Stone Dar and Rock on as a tag team? I, I heard I heard that you were a big fan of those guys. <laughs> and, I just think they're the, they're the best. They just they turn into rocks. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> okay, let me put them in my playset. Okay, there he goes. I was always I was always mad because I could always only find one as a kid, so I had Stone Dar and not Rock on, or vice versa. Stone Dar is be much better. Yeah, I, I felt like they should have made them out of something else so that you felt like you were throwing a rock at someone when you <laughs> threw them. Like, you know, like the old King Kong Bundy figure? Like, you could kill someone with that if you threw it at them. Sure. I felt like Stonedar and Rockon needed that consistency. Too bad it kind of had it because he was kind of heavy. You know, you could hurt somebody with too bad. Casey has all of a sudden Ooh. gotten excited. You you were all sick and pitiful before, and now we're talking He-Man, yeah. and you are. I, I'm blanking on a, what's the uh, what's the, uh, the the mosquito? Oh, mosquito! Yeah, mosquito. You could press that button on his back, and the blood in his stomach would uh, would, would like uh, bubble up. I love that. That was pretty hardcore for an '80s action figure to have yeah. like blood in his stomach and stuff. For and sure. There was one yeah, guy he, who could split in half. Like, you could blow him up and he would split in half, too. I, I yeah, that was Blast Attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you have, like, the old He-Man catalog just sitting there? Dude, I'm sure. Man, I thought I was a He-Man, Mark. Good God. Do you have the books? Do you have the big those big hardcover books and stuff I like do, that? except for the newest one. Yeah. That's uh, the newspaper strips. I haven't got that one yet, but that just came out, or it comes out next week, something like that. Yeah, those uh, books are awesome, dude. Yeah, I see Justin's got his original book that's the one that came with uh, Castle Grayskull, I think. Yeah. They need to come out with a new movie, man. They I mean, do. Most of the stuff I have is from the first series. Like, I had the original Man-at-Arms and Beast-Man and Skeletor and He-Man. Like, I'm, I'm old, though. I'm old people, so I had all the old, old stuff. It's Casey's true. all, like, that second-generation He-Man stuff. That's all his favorite stuff. No, nah, man, I, I had the originals. I started playing with He-Man when I was, like, three years old, so okay. it's all good. I probably swallowed half the parts. But... I was probably 12 by then. Uh, yeah. Hey, DJ, is this Josh Matthews thing true that, that Stryker said? Was he really considered for Stryker's job? Uh, at one point, uh, yeah, Josh was, Josh was one of the leading candidates to, to, to take, the, take the job. 
Follow how did, how did Stryker get the job? Is is my question? Uh, I called Stryker. Uh, <laughs> it was like I knew, you knew him from from the what the ECW on Sci-Fi show, or were you at WWE? This I I worked and I used to work on an indie promotion called Connecticut Championship Wrestling while I was trying to get a job at WWE. Oh wow! And, and that's where I met Matt Stryker because he was the champion of. Connecticut Championship Wrestling at the time, and he <laughs> and he would, you know, uh, our kind of philosophy was just like to bring in a big name, and then they would wrestle Matt Striker, and then you just have like a bunch of like, you know, guys who were just learning how to do shit, and that's how you sold tickets. It was like, you know, spend a little bit of money on like a Tito Santana or Jimmy Snooker or Jake the Snake, and then have them wrestle Matt, and then the rest of the guys were just kind of like local kids who would just, you know, do crazy shit. Now, did any of those local kids become anyone now? I'm trying to think if there's anybody from that that thing that ever really made it big. I mean, I guess uh, I guess probably Rob Echoes was probably one of the probably made it bigger than anybody that I know who who oh, wrestled yeah. from them. Um, but uh, yeah, that's probably. I think that's most of the people I can think of. And then at one point, Paul Roma came in and he t he helped. He kind of took over like. A little bit of the show and like uh, and trains Howard, some of the guys. Paul Roma, the young stallions. Yeah. I'm not gonna mention the horsemen, but uh, oh god, power and glory. Yeah, I love Paul Roma. It, you know, he was part of one of the biggest disappointments in my life. Actually, <laughs> um, not him getting announced as the horseman. No, that was bad. But uh, I went to WrestleMania seven as a kid. And they did such a good job building the feud between Power and Glory and the Legion of Doom that I thought I was going to see this amazing fucked up match. And then they ended up killing Power and Glory outside of the ring, not just outside of the ring in 10 seconds, but on the opposite side of the ring from where I was sitting, cause, so I couldn't even see it. That's then the because, match was 10 seconds long. That's, that's because uh, uh, Paul, I think Paul was hurt. Oh, and that's why he, he told me that that match was supposed to be a much bigger match, but they had to make it short because either he, either him or her, one of them was hurt. I think yeah. it was him. And, and, and that's why, that's why that match never really kind of panned out. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. It, yeah. And then striker, it's funny because then striker got in trouble for the teaching thing where he kind of like became famous because, yeah. of, uh, and then, I, you know, I was put, I pushed pretty hard to, uh, you know, like, Hey, we should hire this guy. We should hire this guy, uh, WWE. And then I probably must've wrote 7,000 episodes of heat that featured Matt Stryker versus Johnny Parisi. We just did it like every week because we had nobody else. <laughs> and, and then, uh, you know, so, so Matt and I have just always kind of, uh, been friendly with each other and, and known each other and that you know that was like hey man i can you help a brother out <laughs> and and they they made it happen thank god we did dude that's awesome because yeah, we were talking with him too about how it was amazing that he was able to come in and, and get heat and get over at that time when wcw wwe and ecw had basically all merged like you got every superstar for 10 year period all yeah. in there and yet he's still getting heat he's still getting over you know regardless of how or why doesn't matter he was oh, still yeah. there. He, he, he was the most hated guy in that wrestlemania match for sure too and and like uh you know those those nat striker classrooms i had i had a bunch of those assigned to me so i was you know it, it always had to work with them on that but that was vince just he saw that and Man, he just—it was like one of those things. Vince, Vince sometimes 
hits it out of the park. And sometimes he says things that are totally insane that you're like, I would never do that ever. It was definitely weird for me, but Matt won me over. Cause I was, a, I was a big ECW fan. And, uh, I, by the end of that whole thing, I was like, you know what? I like this dude. I like this dude a lot. I remember Maybe because thinking, he was getting so much heat because I just thought it was amazing yeah. how much heat he would get. But I thought at first, I'm like, what, what is this Dean Douglas bullshit? And then I realized <laughs> this is Dean Douglas, but good. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> I mean, I also knew Stryker from his three PW gimmicks of doing all the imitations and stuff yeah, too. I, so I, I, I love that you guys brought that up. That was really cool to listen to about yeah. that because that's something I remember too. I mean, that's, that's my whole era. I'm, I'm, I'm too old to remember some of the stuff that happens, you know, in, in the last five WrestleManias. But before that, you go back a little ways. I don't think I watched the last five WrestleManias. <laughs> you know what? I'm not watching this WrestleMania because I'm very afraid that Undertaker's losing to Roman Reigns. And I, I don't have it in my heart to see it happen. I really don't. Don't you want to know, you wanna know if AJ Styles can beat Shane McMahon? <laughs> That's, is that a joke or no? Is that a real thing? <laughs> no, that's a real thing. That's a that's real a thing. Point. It's, it's happening, Casey. Wow. You got to buy network right now, man. You got to see this stuff. Now I'll, I'll pass, dude. I'm subscribing to Shudder, and that doesn't make me mad. It just yeah. shows dope horror movies like Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. Hey, <laughs> Urban, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up, brother? Being the guy that I know has watched season one already streaming more than anybody because you've had it on iTunes forever. Are you watching it on Netflix? What do you think of the Netflix presentation compared to iTunes? Uh, it's a lot easier and a lot faster loading. That's for sure. Is it? That's yeah. Um, I w <laughs> I much rather prefer to uh, watch it on Netflix. It's a lot easier. I don't have to sit there and click everything or make a playlist. It's already there. That's pretty cool. I mean, and that's one of the, that, but that's one of the reasons why it was such a big deal to get on Netflix in the first place yeah. is, is the ease of use and people can just pop it on whenever. Yeah. Not everyone and their mother has Netflix, man. I mean, come on. Hey, Urban, would your supercomputer want to audition for Lucha Underground? I would love to cast your supercomputer, maybe against Cage or something like that next season. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Are you drinking clock? vodka? Is that vodka? Oh, fireball. <laughs> uh -oh, I'll overclock oh, you. Gotta get, you can, uh, gotta get some Tito's, Urban. Gotta live the gimmick, brother. Gimmick. <laughs> Here's to you, Urban. Thank you. And anybody who's watching this, if you guys don't know who the last real heels are, first of all, stop watching our show. Because if you don't know who no, they don't are, you should that. know who don't, No, no, don't listen to... Justin, keep watching. No, I just want to know what interviews you got because the mm -hmm. Last Real Heels have interviewed pretty much anybody who's anybody for Lucha Yeah, Brown. you know, yeah. and people talk about the interviews all the time. I heard their interview with Angelico got a lot of buzz. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's just. Uh, back, back I was a new. I'm raising my how, hands like I just won a match. How okay. long, have you, how long no. have you been waiting to drop that one, Casey? <laughs> Weeks. Years. Since the last Years. time Urban was on. Uh, no, but Urban, when can we, like, your your interviews are gone off of Potomatic now, so when can we, when and where and how can we find, like, the old DJ interviews that you guys did? Because your your last one with DJ was awesome, by the way. It was? Like, that I was the one right after uh, <laughs> Ultima Lucha Trace, I believe. I'm not <laughs> even going to lie. Honestly, DJ, of all the interviews of you that I've heard, I think the last one that you did with the heels is hands down the best one out of all of them. 
Oh, really? Between Mayhem, Us, uh, oh, a ton of them. Yeah, that last I, one. With I the think the best one was that show that called me Lucha Greeno that one time. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm glad you guys have actually listened to all, because I usually just kind of – I feel like I'm always saying the same shit, you know, over and over again. Well, I'll usually – I'll usually send in a fucked up question. Like I, I hope that I'm still the best question you were ever asked with Mary fuck kill the disciples of death. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I feel like I peaked early at that question and, and I can't think of one as good. It's just, it's horrible. Now you're on our show and I don't have a question that good. You know? That's the way know. it always goes. I just, I've got a list for you, Justin, if you want it. it. But so what are you posting them on your YouTube channel now? Yeah, they're on the YouTube channel now. There are LRH classics. I mean, you know, I think back, the last back one when we DJ were good. and the second famous B one are probably two of my favorites personally. All right. The ones that are up right now, Mariachi Loco, Marty the Moth, and Helico. The first interview, no buzz. Um, then there's Ready? Hernandez. And then let's see. Let's take that away from the list of what I've got. I've got all of DJs, all of EV dubs. I've got a couple of local guys, um, Chris Roach, uh, the crew. Uh, I like how you lump Roach in with the local guys. <laughs> Did you ever get Stallman? Did you ever get Stallman or no? No, no, he, he didn't uh, hold he, up his end of the bargain. He's like AR Fox. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Is he Stallman um, actually a real person or is he just kind of like a hologram? Yeah, he's just a hologram that rings a bell all the time. All right, Urban, we got to have a competition. Twenty dollars. If we get AR Fox first, you pay us. If you get Stolman, we pay you. I want to the race. You'll probably win. Stolman's du ducking us. Uh, I've got Willie Mack on here. That episode. That that interview is good. Dude, I don't that, think I've ever heard okay. that one. Willie Mack. Like I saw him come up in the business from the very beginning. So I fucking love that interview because he's talking about shit that I saw. I love it. It's great. Everyone he should have come to it. Vegas with us. Then we just saw him this weekend, bro. He killed it as usual. I, I went up come to Vegas. I went up to Willie Mack and said, "I saw a shirt and I said, I love that band. Green Day is my favorite band." And he's like, "This is a La Rebellion shirt." <laughs> God damn it! You, he really fucking did that, didn't he, Justin? Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's yeah. real. That happened. It's I've got Jeff Jeff Cobb, man. Ooh. No, I'm selling Jeff Cobb. DJ should remember. He probably doesn't remember that. That was at a rap party or something. <laughs> Jeff Cobb no sold me. What podcast wow. are you? <laughs> <laughs> DJ's like, he doesn't know who you are. I was, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I remember that. I feel well, like. You know how the rap party, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Do, do you guys do that though? Like, do you feel like if you see Jeff Cobb, you have to pretend to not know him as anything but Jeff Cobb? I don't know why I'm saying that because he's clearly only Jeff Cobb. But uh, yeah, when Cobb. I see Jeff Cobb, I see I it's Jeff Cobb. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just it's Jeff. Nice that he hangs out at the temple as a fan all the time. Yeah, it's really cool. I took a picture with him once, and I'm like, oh, dude, this is awesome. I get to see Jeff Cobb. Can't wait to see you on TV. Kayfabe will never die as long he's as he's like super good. nice Hawaiian guy. You know, it's just amazing, dude. Like he's just like so chill, man. I wonder if he's ever played Splatterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he has. <laughs> I figure I by so. now someone had to send it to him, right? And just be like, <laughs> it's, so, it's, hey. it's so it's so funny because you see like a guy, he's an Olympic wrestler, like a true legit badass, and he's just like the nicest, like laid back, chill dude ever. 
crazy. But he'll rip your arm off if he yeah. wanted to. Oh, he, oh to. he he could kill you, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> sounds like the kind of guy you got to put in a mask and let his inner demon come out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a good idea, Justin. I'm sorry it has never happened. Uh, you know, one of these days, somebody will take one of my good ideas and run with it. Yeah. I still like my idea That'll for Vinny Massaro. I get over and get paid, baby. I still think Vinny Massaro <laughs> needs to be the bookie at the temple because we need to throw around some money on these underground fights. I, I like that. I like that. That's good. That's good. That's I nice. do got to say that Matanza, his debut was so much like my dreams, it was scary. Except that in my dreams, he looked more like um, like uh, Kotal Khan from Mortal Kombat, you know, like uh, a yeah. Mayan dude or something. But everything else happened exactly like it happened in my dreams. It was weird. It was weird. He has he has some other like uh, uh, looks that are that are probably coming in the future at some point. Which is speaking Actually, of looks, DJ, I I I gotta ask. Because it's bothering me, and no oh, one else is, except for the heels, even noticed. Are we going to learn anything more about the Doll Island? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Maybe. You At think Mandela's going to go there? I don't know. It was one of my favorite, my favorite episodes of Ghost Adventures. So I, you know, <laughs> I marked out a little bit when I saw those photos. Well, I've been going to my optometrist and looking at all the different colors of eye contacts that are out there so I can try to figure out how many times Mil Muertes is going to die before the end of the run <laughs> of the Underground. That's my, that's my mark out thing that I've been that's working good. on. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this pinned. I'm going to start, I'm going to backwards calculate how many times Mill's going to die and about when he's going to die from the contacts that my optometrist has. going to be awesome when he gets the pink contacts and starts teaming with Pimpy as his new disciple of death. Yeah. <laughs> here first. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's terrible. I can't even believe you went there. <laughs> I know it just popped in my we'll head. We'll match him with pink feathers and everything. Be, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. You got any masquerita jokes you've been saving up? You might as well just get them out there now. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, all my masquerita you jokes know, about how enormous know, I, this probably is, and everyone knows that anyway. So I, I, I know that you. Some of you guys watch AAA, but there's a new Bengala. You know, so yeah, uh, oh, yeah, and I'm real big on Bengali <laughs> Bengali jokes. So, <laughs> and there's it? a new Bengali. Yeah, see, I saw that new Bengali, and it <laughs> freaked me out at first because they had the old Bengali and the new Bengali on the same card, and I'm yeah. like, oh, you guys fucked up. And then it's like, no, they just have a new Bengali. Okay, yep. It's interesting. So I mean, he looks cool. He's like, he does look cool. He and looks like the Pentagon Dark of Bengalas, but yeah, yeah, he, he can he can he can move around too, which is good. And uh, yeah, yes, interesting yeah. comment. He'll probably always land on his feet. Yes, yes, I, I heard that he has nine lives. <laughs> See, Byron's cat was with us. <laughs> Anytime Bengala had a match, uh, I, I, me and Roach would just be pumping cat jokes the entire time into his, into his ear over and over and over and over. And there's so many times where even Bamp would be like, we're not fucking saying that. <laughs> but come on, Bamp. Come on, I a, man. I have a vampiro question. Uh, he's, he talked a while ago about these biker vests for Lucha Underground. Uh, I knew what he was going to ask before he asked it. Jesus Christ. We're talking about and, the Son of Havoc biker vest? 
he was he sort of he said he was gonna make he was gonna get some make for him and Matt and anyone else who wanted them. And then he talked about it one more time, and then that was the last we heard of it. Well, Vamp says all sorts of crazy shit. That, <laughs> okay. Just depends on the day, how he's feeling, you know, what he might that's, that's what I told him. That's but, you know, thing. he still needs to ask every guest we have on the show. Your medication is real, baby. J-Man and I, <laughs> J-Man also wants to know, we, we talk about it constantly. I believe that Vampiro made the vests. I believe that he took your money, and I believe that that's the end of it. He doesn't have He's got money. a closet full of vests and your money now. I, I think it worked out perfectly for him. Made the vests. He doesn't want a nerd like Byron in his biker gang. I would make that thing look tough. He's busy painting a handprint on the shoulder of yours, Byron. He'll get it to you shortly. Oh, oh so you're saying he's Mark? Like, Mark Mark Are we still selling Mark shirts, Justin? Uh, no, <laughs> we didn't sell any of them. We're gonna sell it. We'll start selling them again next week. Byron's Byron's solo T-shirt failed. Hey, when are we no, going to get some solo t-shirt, dude? Where, where do you guys sell t-shirts at? We just do them through Teespring. We just do them one off. In fact, the one that I'm wearing right here, I have a bag sitting in it uh, with one for you in it and for EB Dub and Roach. But EB yeah. Dub made me promise that we would deliver them in person because he said that, and it, he said it would be before October when season four started filming. He said it would be before then. So I don't know what event you guys have coming up where we would actually see you guys. I mean, given I'm probably 15 blocks away from you right now. But. I, I have no idea either. <laughs> well, that's the fun part. Is, is clearly, he's inviting us to the baby shower. Oh, gosh. You, you want to buy gifts? You got it like that, all right? Casey's buying gifts Dude, for everyone. shirt's the gift. Jesus. For the there baby? You can have... You, the, look, a dad that where it has a good taste in shirts is a gift that gives for a lifetime. Let's get him a, a, a Pinchy Rudo's shirt for the baby. Yes. <laughs> Urban likes that idea. I'm going to wear that shirt Give to work tomorrow. Hey, baby. <laughs> we got a whole set of roots who are going to know what it means. In 2017, Urban. All right. Anybody else got anything else on uh, Lucha Underground with Mr. DJ before he heads out of here or Netflix or any of the cool stuff? Or you got anything you want to throw in, DJ? Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> with you guys. watch that shit uh watch it tell everybody um and uh yeah hopefully hopefully it's uh, it spreads like wildfire and uh lucha underground takes over the world so <laughs> i hope so i mean obviously it's oh, taken yeah. over ours and we hope to have you on every time there's big news and we hope to have you on a whole bunch of times because we yeah. have a whole lot of yeah news. yeah for sure and uh yeah hopefully there's just keep things keep happening and and uh and more news starts to come out as we get closer and closer to that date. God, I can't wait till May 31st. It seems like forever, but it's going to be here before we know it. It'll be that here is, soon. That is Vampiro's birthday, by the way. Yeah, it's an awesome birthday present. And uh, the first episode back is sick. Freaking. Okay, I'm glad you said it's an awesome birthday present because it's also my mom's birthday. So I'm going to try to no, give that to her as the present. You're going to give her episode uh, number 320 of Lucha Underground for her birthday? Yeah, we say anything no, about mad, I'm going to tell her to take it up with Krista Joseph because um, you said it was a good gift. So, okay. I've got, eight, I've got eight more episodes to get through and then I'm done with the season. So uh, Nice. So close, man. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to coming back. I'm looking forward to episode 100 because I hear that there's, mm. there's some fun stuff coming for that. I'm looking forward to Ultima Lucha 3, of course. What's that going to be, like a seven-day event this year? 
Uh, four. Four, four, four days, five hours. Yeah, I had heard that it's 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 like Ultimate Lucha is just gonna pretty soon it's gonna be a week long mini series. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be the whole season. It'll be season four. <laughs> and I, I think we just Dude. dropped like major news on this podcast. So Cubs fan, you better be listening. What 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 do we what do we drop? How many That's hours? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, you cool. Cool. <laughs> I think I've said it before and other stuff. Yeah. Whatever. She's like, damn, what did I say that I wasn't supposed to say? If, you, if Lucha Blog wants to know, it's got to be something bad. <laughs> when you told me that El Bunny was Faker from He Man, you know. <laughs> Can we promote anything from the May 31st episode? I mean, it's pretty. I don't know if I can say anything what it is, but uh, you, you guys know what it is. And uh, it's an awesome match. It's a, it's a big match. A long match. Wow. Yeah, honestly, I, 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 <laughs> I think it's on the listings. I think it's already like in the TV guide listings. Already? I think. Did I, you I've get seen, that far? Mine only goes like a week and a half. I've seen other people talk about it. <laughs> I think. I think it's pretty obvious that you're just trying to pull it out of him. Stop it! You're I was wrong. just trying to get a little promotion for a show that we like. That's no, look. I was. I actually thought that when I heard that there was going to be a mid-season hiatus, I thought that this match was going to be at the end of it. Yeah, so did I. But yeah, me too. yeah, I didn't know if things got moved <laughs> or whatever. But I, I can't say that it's a bad one to come back to either. I think no, it's no. going to definitely get the job done. It'll be cool, and uh, there's lots of crazy developments that'll happen in the second half. That uh, that's cool, and then that and it's it's especially awesome for you guys because you haven't seen that stuff yet. So oh, dude, I can't wait! Like the vignettes, oh, oh. like I just I feel like it's going places that are gonna blow my mind. And as long as Carmen Perez is in a bunch of them, I'll Ooh. be I'll be happy. Uh, she is, she is Ooh. the beautiful Carmen Perez and talented Carmen Perez. This is uh, yes, kill her off in the first one, which I know is what Stop really happens. It. Stop it! That can't happen. <laughs> I will but, cry like a little little girl getting her monster high doll stepped on. But uh, some people are going to die. I will say that some people. Are gonna die. Uh, Yay! There's your news, Byron. Some people are gonna die. If if we if we guess five people and one of them's right, will you tell us that we got one of them right? No. Nope. Damn. Can, can you start? No. No. Don't. You don't need to spoil it, but. Can you start killing off fans in the temple? That'd be cool. I do have really? a list. Yeah. <laughs> it's only, yeah. it's really only one deep, but <laughs> I think I would be dead to Matad's on national television. No, no. I'm gonna shoot I'm gonna shoot on that one guy at the exact right time, believe me. And I that time will be the next time he even remotely thinks about cutting anybody in line. And I uh, will Oh I thought you were gonna say that you have a certain person in mind and you're going to do it the second that they even remotely think no. of talking about live tweeting from Netflix for five hours at a time. No, yeah, I was, I was no, talking about no. that. These guy. are the things that bother you guys. I don't, I, marks are marks. They, they all express Doesn't their fandom in different Justin. ways. I, right, I got to get out of here. All right, let, let DJ go guys. <laughs> yeah, not, here. Thank you, you so much for being on the show. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Thank, thank you guys. Uh, good to see you all. Uh, Urban say what up to J man for me. All right, brother. Yeah. Yep. Keep, keep drinking that fireball. <laughs> Will do, man. Bye. Cheers. Yeah, you guys know who I'm talking about. There's gonna yeah, be a certain guy. line jumper that jumps me one day, and, and he's a habitual line on. jumper. It's gonna be on, on, the, on. 
Like, Happy little boots, dude. Urban, no. Urban, is that really Fireball, or are you a big Leota Machida fan? No, it's Fire. I'm both. <laughs> you know he drinks Actually, his piss, right? Uh, hey, there's there's a lot of lost nutrients in urine. I'm not one to drink it, but, you know, whatever works That's for what you. That's what he said, actually. And, you know, Golden Shower enthusiast Byron Turk also tells us the same thing. That is I bet Machida can dodge a wrench. <laughs> hey, before we leave uh, Lucha Underground uh, world and talk all together, um, what do you guys think about this This Vampiro being the new executive in charge of talent relations for Lucha Libre FMV LLC? Do you think that this is a good uh, solution? Do you think he's a good ambassador to the boys to, to kind of smooth things over? Um, do you want my real answer? Or do you yeah, want, I want your real answer? answer. I, um, I mean, I don't want to talk about this with DJ because that's not really his, his world. And, and, you know, he doesn't need to get involved in that stuff, but I'm just curious to know what you guys' thoughts are. Cause I thought it was actually a good call. I mean, I think, yeah, I got to send somebody yeah. down there that that's got some pull on both sides at this point, because you can't just keep trying to run it from one side. It's got to be kind of a multi-sided effort to smooth things over in my opinion. I think it's too little too late because a lot of damage has already been done on the talent relations side, as we all kind of know. But if this helps, then it helps. Uh, I definitely, you know, he's not going to be in charge of getting people their work visas probably. And whoever does that needs to get their fucking shit together. But Well, yeah, that's been a problem the whole time, though. I mean, that right. is... Yeah, like he need, he needs to not be specifically responsible for things, but he needs to be the guy who's almost like a sports agent for the roster. He needs to push for better treatment for them, and he needs to look out for them, and and conversely, also be making them happy for working for AAA and making them happy for working for Lucha. But I wouldn't trust him to get something taken care of. You know, he's all over the place. Well, no, I mean, but this, what ambassador isn't? I mean, I, I look at this as an, yeah. an ambassadorial job, and and that's what, honestly, I feel like that's part of what's been missing is a good sense of PR, a friendly face to talk to, and to just, you know, if you, even if you're having a problem that doesn't even get resolved, if you have someone that you feel is a sympathetic ear that can talk to you and explain to you something, that things go a lot better, even if you don't get your yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, Vampiro's definitely, he's a much better person to talk to than Dorian. <laughs> if you're telling. <laughs> okay, putting I it pretty directly. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I, but see, my I, whole I, thing I, is, I don't think that, I don't think that if you're in a position above that, you should necessarily even be the one to talk to. I mean, like, you know. Yeah, yeah but like, you look at. That's like, why you need that thing. position. You look like the Jim Ross type person, right? Uh, and so Vampiro's the guy who's going to get it. He's going to understand what these people are going through. I think it's a good idea. I think it's going to be interesting to see Vampiro in a position of responsibility for uh, and, and seeing what the continuity is behind that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like how long it's going to stay at that level of responsibility. I mean, Vampiro it has, you know, say what you will about, you know, the consistency, but I mean, he's, he is genuinely there for, for the luchadors and he is, he knows more than most people 
you know, what it's like on their side of things. So I think it's a good idea. Um, so what about the, some of these guys from the crash and from, you know, old AAA talent showing up in TNA now? Cause honestly, I, I think this is a great move for TNA. I am five times more interested in seeing what's going on in their product now. It's, I think it's great. I think, um, just hats off, you know, congratulations to Garza and to, um, uh, oh, now I'm going to forget his name. Someone jump in, but, uh, two of the guys, is it, um, uh, Laredo kid? Laredo kid. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like great. They're on TV. Uh, the name of the game is getting on TV, cashing as much as you can, and then having your rate be elevated as much as possible for when you're not on TV. I mean, so it's awesome, but it is interesting to see that crash came in, made enough headlines until there was an opening at TNA and then Conan got his way back in. It's interesting on that level, but I mean, Conan and LAX is really like one of the best things that TNA's ever had. So I wouldn't say that it's like a whole, like, uh, you know, I don't know. I want to say it's gratuitous. I think it's a great thing. And it's, it's a great move for TNA to bring back Conan and LAX. Um, and it's a great thing for, for Garza and Laredo kid to kind of have the, you know, that window of leaving triple a, but finding another good TV gig, you know, Keeping that window small. You know, Byron, you're making me fall asleep. What the hell did you just say? No one else is talking. I was just looking at your hat and thinking, I fucking hate that hat. This hat's awesome. Dude, if you're selling me a newspaper in the 1920s. I'm trying to sweep your chimney, dude. Oh, that dude, I don't even want to know what that's a fucking euphemism, but you're not doing shit to my butthole. How did anyway. how did we switch from Conan or Vampiro to Conan? What happened? What do you guys What do you guys think of Conan going to TNA, bringing back LAX, and then like immediately, he's like getting in fights with fans and like reportedly showing up late. Uno Josiete, brother. How long do you think he's gonna last there? Dude, it's TNA, dude. You could be, it's, you could just fucking show up. Just drugged out of your mind. Still have a main event with Sting. Drop the belt to him. Hell yeah. Sounds like the perfect place for me. Oh, Urban, we're going to have you wrestle Sting for the Undertaker's honor, and it's going to be great. And you're going to tombstone that motherfucker. Who, Sting? Yeah. I got to work it so it gets reversed and he kills me somehow. No, dude, we'll, spike, we'll spike tombstone him. And then we'll roll them in a coffin. <laughs> Casey, and then we'll set the coffin up. Wait, good. So you moved on to WWE while I was on that phone call? No, yeah, you know what? Um, I'm going to go. There's, there's very clear science, Casey. There's very clear science between this debate. Undertaker, his best move is the Tombstone Piledriver. Yet Sting also does the Tombstone Piledriver, but he has better moves that he actually finishes this match with. He has a singer splash. He has the scorpion death lock. 
and he has a scorpion. Skinny guy doing a well. fucking splash. He has skinny guy doing a fat guy move, Byron. He has all those moves. This this argument is unwinnable. That Byron. are better you know that, right? than Undertaker's finish move. Undertaker has to stop early in the game. Sting He's already stop. sick. You can't make Casey sicker. It's not going to happen. I'm just saying scientifically. Now my All right, well, let me do this for you, Casey. Dana White went on Conan O'Brien's show and pretty much said flat out that there's too much money in the Floyd-Connor fight for it not to happen at this point. Sounds to me like Dana is in full promotional swing now. Like, he yeah. is ready to... Like, this is real. Dana is now saying this on major media outlets. And I keep was really hoping you were going to say Dana went on Conan O'Brien and said that The Undertaker was better than Stig. Yeah, that's fine. No, he wouldn't say that. But that is, I mean, that's just straight to the point. I mean, you know what? Enough Let's fucking money, I bet he would say it. Oh, Take no. the shows. You ever see Sting at ringside at a oh UFC God, you show? Guys are gonna go right back to it. No, Sting's in church, man. He's living a good life now. I gotta say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna completely steal this back. I'm gonna hijack this back. I gotta say that I find it interesting that Dana White decided to say this on Conan O'Brien's show, since Conan is one of the owner parties of ufc now he's Isn't got he? one of the stakes yeah from through his wme contacts he's one of the the holders <laughs> of ufc now holy wow. shit that's crazy i didn't know that well no. a lot of stars are a lot of a lot of hollywood owns the ufc now i mean it's pretty much a big <laughs> wme thing who's another celebrity Connor, Connor's been on Peter Berg? a whole bunch. I don't know who the fuck Peter Berg is. You don't know who Peter Berg is? He was like one of the kangaroo people in Tank Girl. He made Under Siege, dude. I just remember he's I just also super it. famous now as a director, but I just like calling out the worst thing that he's ever done. Which is, <laughs> hey, I, all I remember is Ice T being a kangaroo person. So yeah, the the other one, the funny, dopey one, that was Peter Berg. <laughs> he's one of Ari Emanuel's best friends, and he's a. Hey, how do we ban people from our chat room, you guys? I don't know why somebody saying why? something wrong. Yeah, uh, Meatloaf saying the Undertaker couldn't lift the kitten. Oh, we're not banning Meatloaf. Meatloaf is one of my heroes in life. We had a really good discussion where some guy from India came in and started talking about Roman Reigns' dick. So I was telling him how big Great Khali's dick is, and I don't think anyone else is in the chat room now. Did you all leave? No. But hey casey why don't you just read back the last message you wrote in the chat room verbatim word for word ladies die at the side of it from fright and love okay no no you know no you know which one i'm talking about collie cock like arm yes i'm going to the wrong account in youtube fuck uh-oh did you upload to a different page do i have to no i called it his dick pics account no Hey, well, give us two thumbs up, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got two accounts. We need two thumbs up. Yeah, I got more than up. two accounts. But uh, back that one guy that hates Casey that always thumbs down. Yeah, you know, um, it's great that the Twitwell listeners engage us like that, all two of them. Um, guys, 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 someone in the chat room is asking us to talk to Kevin from Mass Republic about Vampiro charring Republican promotions for USA. LU talent with two L's. What? Did anything that you just said make any kind of sense? I was reading it nearly verbatim. No, dude. Uh, Paul, oh, Paul right. says read. to talk to Kevin about it. You know what? I'm glad that you mentioned Mass Republic, Paul Cross, because you know if, you, 
If you would like some dope fucking Lucha merchandise, yes, go to LuchaShop.com that is owned by Master Public. Use the code MMMSHOW and you'll and get see. 10% off, but not for pro masks as all that money goes right in the pockets of the wrestlers, brother. Yeah, but there's Wait, some dope stuff that. there. Like all the all the Law of Rebellion stuff is there. Mm-hmm. All the Byron thought was a fucking Green Day shirt. I thought it was a Green Day shirt, but it's still cool, even though it's not related to Green Day. You can buy the shirts that are sold by the wrestlers themselves. You can buy um, all sorts of merch, keychains. Do you want to watch with Pentagon Jr.'s face on it? Yes. They have that twice, I believe. No, they have that and a Mass Republic watch. That's you pretty cool. You can also get this exclusive. I don't know if it's still available. So you got to go to luchashop.com and check. Because it's this epic mask maker book from Japan. It's in Dude, Japanese. Dude, you've been shilling this book hard for a couple of weeks now, man. Dude, it's a dope book. It's, it's, it's really, really dope, book. huh? Because I saw I saw a volume of it that was just Tiger Masks masks when I was in Little Tokyo, and it was pretty amazing. You guys are going to get me to spend all my money. Thank God we get a 10% discount by using MMM Show. Cause... You know what else is awesome? Uh, the Rudos baseball tees which you can see front row at pwg bola 2015 yeah me and byron both had them but not the same days because we're not fucking twins yeah come on man we i love it that. when you guys wear the same shirt it's so fruity anyways like, damn it i wish i had driven my car so i could change lucha shop mass uh lucha shop mmm show 10 percent off you want the gift of lucha that gives itself to you each month do you motherfuckers listen lucha loot they got different levels that get you all kinds of cool shit but it doesn't matter which one you get you just put in the password the little discount code mmm show and you get money off of your first subscription so you're you're getting a box of stuff it's like a gift from yourself that you open every month and if so, if you're like Byron and no one loves you, you can make it oh. feel like someone does every month. Someone oh. like Luchador loves you, like Kevin Kevin Kleinrock loves you every month. Urban, you got to teach these guys how to do a drop, dude. Dude, I thought that was pretty good. What that the fuck, bad. man? Oh. That wasn't bad. There's some. There's at least one thing in there that wasn't true. <laughs> you you get ten percent off your first crate. <laughs> and you can pick any one of the three tiers. Um, all right. I'm, let me finish talking about UFC because I know Casey's getting long in the tooth and we still got to yeah, talk about face-off for a second. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so the Dana White thing was interesting just because it's like the Conor thing is happening now. The Conor Floyd thing, even if it's not happening, it's going to hold things up for a while because clearly everyone is legitimately exploring this thing now because there's just too much money on the table. They're talking hundreds of millions of dollars on the table. So... Um, that everybody's gonna do that thing. Um, then uh, my boy, my homie, Matt Hughes, who was unceremoniously relieved of his position as head of talent relations for the UFC uh, when WME came in, they basically fired Chuck Liddell and Matt Hughes and like all these guys who had been given retirement jobs that were not really jobs. Um, though Matt did a lot of stuff. I mean, he really did go out there and he was the public face and dealt with a lot of the talent and went around and tried to find new guys and whatnot. But they let him go because he was a big fat paycheck that wasn't doing a whole lot. So he's now saying that he wants a fight. 
he wants to fight again and he wants to take his uh, services to Bellator. I mean, and I spent a lot of time with Matt and I remember Matt like, nah, it'll never happen. You know, I'm going to take my little retirement desk job at UFC, maybe do one more fight and that's it. I'm not interested in getting back in there and being some old timer and blah, blah, blah. But it just goes to show you these guys can't resist. And we're talking about on a weekend after Vitor just got his ass handed to him. Another oh. one of these old guys talking about fighting again, but Matt's being smart. Matt's taking like the Shogun route of picking a guy that he can actually handle because he's talking about fighting Hoist Gracie. Who? <laughs> Wait. Which is awesome. I kind of like this whole Legends idea. What were you going to say, Byron? No, I was, just, I was just asking if he's still fighting. I thought, I mean... You didn't well, see his Hoist, last fight, Byron? Hoist was has a card. contract with Bellator. He fought... Uh, he did this weird Shamrock thing recently again. Yeah, wasn't yeah. that on the same card as Dada and uh, Kimbo? Yeah, the high tech match. That was bad. Yeah, news. one of those guys died after the match. The other one died during the match. Yeah. Yes, to put it not very nicely, you're you're correct. Something like that yeah. did basically. Happen. That wasn't very nice, Byron. What are you talking about? Find it interesting. I, I mean, I, and and this is kind of more what I'd like to see. It's like if these old guys, they're still in great shape. They can still beat probably 70% of the guys out there. But what they can't do is they can't get in there and fight top five, top 10 guys. It's just stupid. It's why I kind of like the GSP Bisping match because it's like those guys are both a little long in the tooth. And clearly GSP doesn't deserve to walk right into a weight class he's never been in before and have a title match. But who cares? Let Bisping have his moment. Let GSP have his moment. We'll get back to the young studs shortly thereafter because clearly whoever gets that belt is not going to keep it for much longer but this is what i like i like the idea of matt coming back and having a almost exhibition fight with with hoist just don't let either one of these guys think that they're fighting for the belt again anytime soon don't put them in there with these 25 year old killers and and who fight a completely different fight it's like a different sport now compared to when those guys were in it give them all steroids man yeah like watch them fire up <laughs> I mean, or or let or make a rule where the, anybody who's over forty two who wants to step in the cage gets to take TRT. Let yeah, let mandatory. them do it. Mandatory. Like, you don't want them to get hurt. Well, yeah, exactly. like Vitor was when he a few years back when he had his resurgence run, which is why he thinks he can do it right now, but he can't. He was on the TRT then. Of course, he could do it. It was like he was a twenty five year old stud again. That stuff works, man. That stuff works really I well. Have I have, I'm a, have to go to the doctor. I have a good scientific question. Yeah. Ask would it. you would you say because we've seen Ken Shamrock try and make money off of fighting, and it just doesn't work anymore for him. Yeah. Um, would you say that uh, Hoist Gracie would be more successful long term because of his style and it doesn't uh, yes put him Absolutely. up for the wear and tear and I mean him effective. I mean, if you really wanted to see him be able to go for a long time, let him still wear the gi because defensively he can stop himself from taking a lot of damage. I mean, we've seen him take damage. I mean, even that chemo fight where that guy thought he won, even though he lost to Hoist just because he beat him up good enough for him not to fight another time in the same night. These guys still lost. But if you're talking in this day and age where it's just one fight, 15 minutes, Hoist is still in great shape great shape he still rolls all the time he still practices all the time and this is a guy who knows how to legit hit somebody in the face i mean he had they were in his gym but he had legit street fights a ton of them i mean this is a the guy's a legit yeah i had a fucking tape of the street fights it was awesome it's just yeah. different great 
fucking people up in street fights. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, they did that stuff for real. That's how they really figured out how to create and make Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu a viable, real art form, you know, real martial art. That was can designed just, to... Can I just give a shout-out to Kazushi Sakuraba? Can I of just course. do one? You can always shout-out Sakuraba anytime. Uh, because, you know, he's DLC for the US, UFC game, and I think he's discounted this weekend. Uh, so I just wanted to let everyone know about that. <laughs> well, that's all I had on Matt anyway. Um, you know, the, the fights this last weekend... Um, like I said, Gastelum beat Vitor, um, and Vitor looked decent at the beginning, but it was pretty obvious that even a good Vitor, um, Gastelum was just kind of shaking the stuff off. Like, dude, old man, you can hit me with a couple of those. They don't feel good, but you don't have enough of them to put me away. God damn it. I feel horrible when you say old man Vitor, because I remember him fighting at like 19 years old. And I say old man Vitor and he's younger than me. But that's so, also so what, he's my age. Is that is that yeah. it? Uh, uh, yeah, I think he might be a little a smidge older than you. I, I'm googling it. I think he's 39. Okay, that's older than me. Yeah, just a smidge. I'm only 25 years old. Yeah, right. Um, Shogun, uh, Shogun, however, won. He beat John Volante, and Shogun's over the hill too. But he was fighting John Volante, and it was a really, really competitive, evenly matched fight. So here's. What happens? This is a former champion fighting, you know, a guy who I think is unranked or number 14 or 15 or something. That makes a little more sense than, you know, Vitor taking on Kelvin Gastelum, who is, you know, a guy who won the Ultimate Fighter three years ago or whatever and is at the top of the division. <laughs> you know, that just doesn't, it's just stupid. Um, so, in Edson Barbosa, he got a big win too. And Tim Means whooped up on Cowboy Olivera, which I know makes. Casey happy for him being the yeah! uh, not right cowboy. The, the Kevin the Lee, shit. our boy Kevin Lee won too. Oh, oh, Kevin Lee, Ugg. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Ugg, Ugg yeah. Lee. How about Keith Lee? That guy's oh, the well, man. Keith Lee in a minute. About about that. I'm not going to let that go. Um, real quick, you right. London on Fight Pass this weekend. You got Jimmy Manua versus uh, Corey Anderson. I'm going to take Jimmy Manua at home. Big win. Um, Gunnar Nelson versus Alan Joban. Alan's good, but I like Gunny in that fight. Um, Brad Pickett uh, versus Marlon Vera. I got an issue with uh, Gunnar Nelson, by the way. You have an issue with him? What's wrong with Gunny? Because the band Nelson, one of them was Gunnar Nelson. Oh, the other Gunnar Nelson. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, it makes him so not fierce. Um, yeah. Brad Pickett versus Marlon Vera. A really even match, but I am going to take Brad Pickett just because I want to see him win, which is stupid of me, but that's how you, you lose money, folks. Um, Arnold Allen versus Marquan Amarkani. Um, I'm going to take Marquan, but that's another close fight. And then Joe Duffy versus Reza Madati. Uh, I'm going to take Duffy in that one too. Also, heartstrings, but I could be wrong. Um, that's what's going on. Yeah, I like Marquand because it makes him sound like he's a member of the Wu Tang Clan. Marquand, so Marquand, <laughs> um, Marquand the chef. That's it for UFC. Casey, face off. Okay, I'm gonna talk face off, and I'm gonna get the fuck out of here, and I'll let yeah, you guys dude. talk. What you do did. it, and then me and Byron will talk some uh, FSW, some WWE. It was an elimination week, and you got to see some interesting things, both from the contestants and the judges. They got. Creatures and what they had to do is they would get a couple. Uh, the models would come out in different bottle uh, body suits, different shapes and sizes. You know, like one would be buff, one would be like 
Byron. Uh, a lot of them were like Byron. One of them would have like the the shitty giant Baba dad bod that I fear that I have sometimes, and um, <clears throat> I like to call that <laughs> that God Urban right. I like there. to call that the gold dust silhouette. Mm. Gold dust silhouette, <laughs> yeah. Because you know what, friend of the podcast Zach once told me I had the same body as Gold Dust, and I said, "Fuck you, Zach." But well, I, uh, I know I know what which era Gold Dust he's talking about too. He's not talking about current gold dust because that motherfucker's ripped. But uh, no, no, John, like recently divorced. Like the, too many beers. The, gold. the one with Luna Vachon. Talking That's about the- fucking Razor Ramon Hart tattoo on the titty gold dust is what we're talking about. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I I digress. Right. So uh, this is the uh, the uh, a Middle Earth duos challenge, yeah. and they're supposed to be comedic, right? Yeah, but you know what, Justin? I consider myself a fucking nerd. I thought I knew all of my mythological creatures. Fucking Nyad was. I had to ask you. Well, a Nyad is it's it's because it's not really a um a fantasy term as much as it is a Greek mythology thing. Nyads are kind of like these mermaid uh, nymph creatures. Yeah, they're like they're dryads in the water, is what they are. Yeah, but. <sighs> Basically, Dude, a water siren. Okay, if a dryad is on land, it should be called a wetad, first of all. And second, this was an elimination week, so we got to see some people just getting pissy with each other. Uh, yeah, uh, like uh, like our good friends, uh, you know, red-haired dude, and uh, I'm forgetting names now. Who, Logan and Adam? Logan and Adam! We're not... Not doing too good with each other. Not, not at all. No, but you know, everyone had their little problems. But um, one of my favorite teams won, and one of my favorite teams got eliminated. Well, yeah. Let so let me comment on a couple of these because um, some were all right. This, I mean, look, it's all stars. Like, yeah. there's nothing here that's like super terrible, but there are some elements of this these things that are like, well, yeah. You know, you give somebody two days, though, even the best, you know, in their business in two days, two or three days can fail at something like this. Two days for two people, too. It's like, come on. So Tyler and Emily had the goblin and the fawn, you know, whatever. I don't really have much comment for them. It was fine, I guess. Yeah, V loved their fawn, though. Uh, She basically said she wanted to fuck it. it. They like fur. They do things with fur. They have a fur fetish. Um then Logan and Adam had the Nyad and the Orc. Um, neither seemed very epic to me. I, I felt like they were like the shimp of Middle Earth characters. Like they just, they're, they they weren't poorly done or anything, but they're shimp. Like it's the stooge uh, no one cares about. They just, uh, I just didn't care about them that much. Oh, you're pre- unsung genius, but I know what you're saying. Uh <laughs> We call him the Curly Joe of Middle Earth, just to... Okay, fine, the Curly Joe. Well, the Ni- let's call the Nyad Shimp, because okay. it was a little better, and the, the Orc Curly Joe. How about that? And they tried to, they tried to give the Nyad kind of like nerd girl look, which... Yeah. Um, uh, the glasses but, failed. Yeah, and V's like, what the fuck's with these glasses? It just failed. It just didn't even look... It looked so out of place, and it was like not period correct either. It just didn't make sense. It was like, yeah... They they were trying to make her like a dirty librarian kind of thing, like yeah. but it didn't work. Um, then Ben and Evan with the wood elf and the minotaur. 
Um, Minotaur was dope. I didn't see. I didn't feel that way. I felt it looked like very Disney zip up theme park costume ish to me. It was a little too cartoonish. And I think some of the makeup just didn't work for me. Um, and the literal beehive hairdo that was supposed to be a actual beehive was a total miss to me. It just yeah. didn't look like anything. And it sounded like a cool idea when they talked about it. And then execution-wise, yeah, was just... Nothing. Yeah, I just think it was a little too hard to pick. I, and don't get me wrong. I'm being completely nitpicky. Like, this stuff was not bad in the grand scheme of makeup. But for this level of competition, I'm just basing my thoughts compared to what I was hoping for from what they did, not, you know, what is realistic. So in three days, all of these things are awesome. <laughs> being, yeah. You know? Um, Sig and George, holy smokes. Dwarf and Ogre. Uh, th these look like characters that like are flat out ready to go when you know they turn the Lord of the Ring appendices into like three five hour long feature length movies when Peter Jackson decides like he needs to own all of New Zealand. They're perfectly yeah. done, super yeah. funny and, and serious, like uh, amazing. These guys are completely the front runners now, in my opinion. And they um, they use silicone, which isn't always easy to work with. And we've seen fuck over people in the past, and they were told that they had the best silicone work in the whole series of the show. Oh, uh, we'll never we wake can up just, Byron Urban. We'll just leave him there. It's great. <laughs> you know, can we can we draw on the screen? Can like we draw dicks on his face? I don't like, know. Chat or something. That would be awesome. Um. <laughs> So, and who are our losers this week, Case? Oh, it was Team Merwolf, but they kind of deserved it. Uh, Finally, they fairy, actually did. Yeah, their fairy sucked. Their idea of a fairy was painting a lady purple, basically. They looked and like putting retired, some wings on her back. They looked She's like supposed to be like a funnel lady. Reno. It was, it was terrible. I didn't understand yeah. it. Um, she had old age makeup, too. And a lot of people, like, you saw a couple of them mention it a little bit, like, I got to have old age makeup be good because they shit on it on this show all the time when it's not. And comparing theirs to what like fucking Sig and George did with their dwarf. Yeah. It was uh, like not even like not even the same competition at that point. Um, so you, you basically had Adam and Logan and uh, Team Werewolf, uh, Kaylin and Melissa on the bottom. Um, yeah, they dodged a bullet. And but Ben and Adam have been dodging bullets for a while now, and they've just been slowly getting better. The reason that they were able to dodge the bullet that they did is now they're at the point of the competition where they're taking past things into consideration. Yeah. And they're seeing how you're evolving over the season, and they thought that Team Merwolf wasn't, which... Hey, they were on the bottom looks like four weeks in a row before this. So look, the next two weeks are a competition for third place. I mean, Sig yeah. and George and Tyler and Emily are most likely going to be the, the last two teams standing. I think, you know, yeah, That's really what it's boiling down to at this point, as much as Emily is the most reviled villain on reality TV. Exactly. Who the fuck hasn't seen? You know what? If anyone in the chat right now says that they haven't seen Star Wars, <laughs> You're going to get the Meef Loaf band. Byron, talk to me about FSW, brother. That was a good show, wasn't it? Hey, I'm out. Later, guys. Deuces. Shut up, Casey. Fuck you, Byron. <laughs> FSW was awesome. Um, Cross had this big speech at the end where he mentioned, um, just in quick passing and the, the broader uh, thing he was talking about, 
that uh, for for that one night, Las Vegas sort of turned into PWG, and I think that's kind of what they accomplished. I mean, they brought in a P, uh, FSW is kind of a smaller company. They usually bring in a name or two. Yeah, it was almost like what DJ was talking about with Striker, where it was yeah. like you would have Cross there, and you bring in a big name for him. You know, especially when he was on his championship run. You yeah, know, like, like they brought in Matt Hardy for the one year there, and then they have a bunch of really super solid up and coming guys. But yeah. this show had a ton of names on it. It was all like globally known TV, TV, you know, branded wrestlers. They had their FSW guys do a couple dark opening matches, which is great. I'm glad they got them in front of the crowd. Yeah, I and think some of them will be on the the IPPV. Awesome. Um, I think just that very one. first one that that went off before the 5 p.m. time. Yeah, won't be. But the three way with uh, was the three way was really good. Yeah, uh, um, good but all, both of them were real good. It's you know, um, and it, but it was a great show. It was just a lot of fun. The meet and greet was cool. Everyone was super chill. It's super weird talking to Sammy Callahan as a human being. He's because, so normal. <laughs> yeah. When you see, like, he's totally cool, and he's like this sweet guy. A fan brought up like this special artwork that she made for him, and he was like genuinely touched. And it was like, I thought you're this little troll that tries to murder people and spit and slap them. I him think he's a little troll that tries to murder himself because there's a he's in a match with uh, Cage and uh, what's his name, uh, Keith Lee, right? Keith Lee. Yeah. You got to know that name. Anyone watching here has to know the name Keith okay, Lee. I'm, I am such a fan now. This guy is 300 something plus. Big brother. Big dude. He's and, like um, an ice train. Okay. And so train. if you haven't seen Cage, first of all, watch Cage because Cage is a big, beefy dude and he does crazy flip bumps and he'll do lucha dives out of the ring like any luchador out there. And he, like in, in his mind, Cage thinks that he's a cruiserweight. Seriously. Yeah. He knows he's not, but he thinks he is. Um, so you already know that some of those spots are coming. And here's Sammy. Sammy's like my size. I think he's even shorter, actually. I mean, he's got more muscle than me, but he's not that big a dude. And he's working with these two monsters. And he's worked with Cage a bunch, and they've tagged and whatnot. But the stuff that starts happening in the middle of this match, you're just like, wait, you're not setting up that spot to actually do it. This is going to be one of those ones where you push the guy off the ropes and the spot yeah. doesn't actually happen. No, they did them. We're talking the, the sickest, most ridiculous spots. These guys tore down yeah. the house. Definitely a match of the night. And I love Cross, too. And Cross <laughs> Mundo was fire. My two favorite wrestlers, AR Fox and Shane Strickland, were both there. And I'm still giving match of the night to Sammy Callahan, Brian Cage, and Keith Lee. It was wasn't great too long that. ago that you guys were haters of Mr. Strickland. Oh, I was never a hater of Strickland. <laughs> was, it wasn't me. Urban, Urban, take it easy. All right. <laughs> what? What? I'm just telling the truth, man. Urban, no one is here <laughs> to listen to the truth. <laughs> yeah and it wasn't me i was always i was always a kill shot shane strickland fan we, i was no, queer no that i i was queer no that i gave static we to. Saw, no i think i think the critique on strickland in season one of lucha is fair and i think all the praise in his rapid uh development over season two and just in general over that time frame of his career i think that's also very fair and 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 
we all very much appreciate everything that he does now. But I don't know what Urban's doing with the supercomputer. That. Uh, that. Is that the list? That's the so, list. But I will say, I will say, the um, like what I've seen in some cage matches, especially with his, you know, some of his gimmicks, they become, they have, they used to have a tendency of being like a spot fest, and especially on indie shows. This match was put together, I think, very well. It told a story. And Which match? Got, Which one are you talking about? Uh, the one we're talking about, uh, Keith Lee, Cage, oh, uh, and, and um, Callahan, Sammy Callahan, Death Machine, and it it told a story, and that helped you invest in everyone, which is important because we only knew two of the three competitors. So it's simple. Well, we should have known the other one because J Man been talking about him forever. J Man's -Man's always ahead of the curve, but they do simple things which you sort of expect. Like they get there, they isolate it to. uh, They knocked. They put Keith Lee on the side. So then there's just a straight up one on one, and then Simi Callahan does something sort of luchadori, small fast guy type move. Then big muscle bound Cage says. I could do that too. And you're like, that's impressive because it is impressive. It is. Then Keith Lee won. So like Callahan will, will her can run a cage. And then cage goes, I could do the same thing, but better. Cause I'm a machine. Then Keith Lee is like, check this out. And he heard can run a, both of them at the same time. And you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. 300 plus pound dude. Super athletic, super and ridiculous. And that's where he started. Yeah. All right. I'm, I mean, look, uh, it's going to be on the fight app f-i-t-e get the app on your phone you can throw it to your tv you can throw it to your roku or your google chromecast or whatever but you got to do it from the app on your phone um get it because it's going to be on there this weekend i don't know what the price point is or if it's free or what i mean they know i know they do their regular tv show but i think they're putting the whole thing on as a, an ippv this weekend so check it out there's also um bully ray shows up unannounced <laughs> which was pretty dope oh you did it <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave that up there for a minute that's cool so bully ray shows up um why did you do that urban <laughs> eli drake shows up and eli drake man that eli dude can cut a promo oh my god i like, didn't know anything Kev comes in no storyline doesn't matter if you know who he is or you didn't you know the dude's important the way that he came in there amazing like I kind of want to see him um, find himself a home where he can actually use those talents effectively every week, whether it's the home he already is in or a new one. Um, He was great. He was great. And he was working an angle with Matt Hardy. Um, And honestly, Eli might've been a little over than Matt, more over than Matt, because I think people have gotten used to the broken Matt gimmick and it wasn't, I mean, it was still popping, but it wasn't like sustained pop. Like he was getting two months ago. I gotta, I gotta say that when I saw the cage match with, uh, with Cross and and Brooke and Hardy, the delete chants were much stronger back then than they were at this show. Yeah, I mean, the no, the fuck that owl chants that were out there thrown at good. Eli during the match were hilarious and awesome. I mean, people are getting on the anthem owl already, but at the same time. I don't know that the owl is the problem. The owl, it seems more like the solution than the problem, to be quite honest, guys. Yeah. Um, and even though the Hardys were let go or whatever, like if you think about it, if you're trying to freshen things up, you know, as over as the Hardys are, at the same time, 
y'all don't know what the Hardys were asking for. And from what I understand, it was like double what they had gotten the year before. <laughs> and I just don't think the Owl had that money, whether they wanted to have it or not. I'm sure they did not want to lose the Hardys. Yeah. But clearly the Hardys can make a whole lot of money right now uh, on the Indies with Ring of Honor and whatnot. Like they're going to go and make their money and then they're going to decide on a new home, whether it be going back to TNA for a more reasonable price or showing up in WWE for one last run or who knows, maybe they'll pop up in Lucha Underground if the timing is right in fall. Um, you know, they're going to land somewhere, but right now the price that they can command, it's almost not worth any of the companies, the TV companies paying them right now. And, and until they get their, their IP worked out, WWE probably isn't going to even want to talk to them until yeah. they know what they're buying specifically so it's and it's also it's a shame because the hardys are in a spot right now i mean they're doing great stuff but with with where they're at and the type of matches they used to have and they sometimes still do i mean they are they're best utilized on a tv show where you can i don't know maybe I, I i like them running through indies too but we'll see just I the think, vignettes that they do, I think, is really their big contribution. Well, but and then the question is, what vignettes are they going to bring with them to their next destination? That's why they, they got to get their IP situation cleared up and figure out what they own and what they don't own. And don't get me wrong. Even if they don't own it, I don't think it's a problem. I think they can come up with new stuff. It's just a question of whether or not they need to do that or not, or whether they keep their investment in the gimmick that they have right now. If not, then they just, you know, they stay in Ring of Honor for a little while, reinvent themselves, come up with some new gimmicks on their own, keep their own IP this time, and then show up wherever they want to. And Ring of Honor might be a plenty fine place to stay. Um, so, what? Um, who else was on that card? I, I want to get... Oh, so Reno Scum versus AR Fox Re and Shane Strickland. Also, yeah. straight fire. That was a great um, match. Again, like I said, my two favorite dudes out there. Um, Matt but, Hardy, Eli Drake, great. But Reno, Reno Scum. Um, I mean, we we know we know Fox, we know Strickland. Well, you and should know Reno great. Scum too. I mean, they're on TNA now. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Um, Scum, Reno Scum, and Eli Drake are two guy or two acts on the FSW show. That makes me want to tune in to Impact. Um, I I knew the guys were debuting on uh, Impact. I knew that Striker had mentioned Reno Scum. Um, and they seem like really nice guys, uh, really humble and appreciative of where well, they were. I think, that, I think that Reno Scum are actually going to get used well on TNA, too. I feel like Eli Drake, I don't know. I, I almost want to see him somewhere else. Yeah. But but also, it's like um, they seem like the modern-day Nasty Boys, but with a work rate. Like, they actually wrestle and do moves, but they still do, like, the armpit gimmick. Irving, you're out? I'm out. Peace. Night. Deuces. How do I close yeah. this? <laughs> um, <laughs> he can hack in, but getting out is a, is a whole other matter. Stay in the mix, Urban. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, they, they, they have a move set. They have a work rate. They have a look. Uh, I got nothing bad to say about those guys at all. Their pacing is perfect. They knew how to slow down AR Fox and Shane to to fit in well with their style. They based perfectly and then they yeah. popped out with their, with their lead moves at the end. Uh, great stuff. I'm not going to tell you the results cause you guys need to get the pay, the IPPV or whatever they're doing on fight app this weekend. FSW yeah. when stars collide, get it. You, you got to watch it. I, it's, it's a great, it's just a great show. I mean, it's fun. 
You're going to see good wrestling. You're going to see people you care about, but it's also, it's just a fun show. Byron, before we get out of here, I I got a couple WWE comments. Um, The women's division. Yeah. Has really been doing great things in WWE. And now all of a sudden we get to mania and I feel like they're just squishing them into matches. I feel like no one's even writing these storylines anymore. It's like, oh, yeah, Alexa Bliss versus the world. And, you know, Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha just go have a three-way. It's like two matches, eight or nine women. That's yeah. it. Just to be on I WrestleMania. Think- I hate this. I hate everything about it. I don't well, I care think- if, if half the women have to sit. Like, can we get some real matches out of this thing? I think we'll get it. Um, I think we'll get it next year, perhaps. Uh, the thing is, the benefit is... The benefit of, of the male workers is that you want to get them the payday, put them in a battle royal, and they're they're involved if they don't have anything going on. But you don't have that for the women yet. They're not as established. Oh. So I really I get the SmackDown side, and I'm 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 personally fine with the SmackDown side of let's get everyone on the show. I think everyone there has worked and earned it. I'll tell you what, I'll be fine with it if Mickey gets the rub. If she goes over, then I'll be fine with it. Yeah. I don't know that I'm fine with anybody. I, or I guess I could see Alexa retaining somehow or Mickey getting it. But if they put it on Becky, if they put it on Carmella, you want to see the program. Oh. You want to see the program stay with, with Mickey and Alexa. Well, even if they switch up the program a little bit, I'm fine with it. But I, I think that Mickey is the top of the program right now, whether they yeah. want it to be or not. That's but just I think it. SmackDown isn't what I have a problem with. I mean, I you can... No, I mean, like, is there any there, steam but... at all to Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte? No, they like, ran it to the ground. Great, and just made it into nothing. They haven't ruined it. They haven't hurt yeah. it at all. But it's like Bailey, a placeholder match. Bailey had one of the... They all had great stories. So Bailey had one of the greatest greatest stories to win championship and to earn the credibility on her way there, as did Sasha. But Bailey had some of the best matches with Nia Jax. David versus Goliath yeah. type stuff. And they, from day one, they completely ruined any of that. I mean, are you invested um, in any one of the three of them winning? It's like, I don't, yeah, whichever no. one of them wins is fine. Like, Sasha, it doesn't even matter. Sasha used to be my favorite in all of the whole WWE umbrella. Yeah, because they, they gave her the right push and they've totally, you know, diminished that. And I thought it was fine for them to diminish that to give Charlotte the push. Right, but now they've backed off her, took away her winning at pay per view thing. Like I was excited about that whole storyline, and they yeah. just killed it for me. They killed it for even the smart marks who were behind it for a minute. Like there's just nothing left right now, and then well, there's no blow off to this match because there's no steam to blow off. Then that's where I think SmackDown is so much better because they're doing more with less. Yeah, like there's less like natural talent or there's less apparent talent after they were called up like Carmella will probably never be anywhere near as good as Sasha Banks is on her worst day but Carmella is going to be like she'll sell more t-shirts now she'll sell more tickets now she's a star because because she's doing better work and she's more compelling on Smackdown than Sasha Banks is on Raw and I like the Carmella character I actually do I think they've done a good job with it Surprisingly, they because did. I think Alexa four or five Bliss months ago, I was like, eh. Alexa Bliss is champion. I you would have never thought of that in an in NXT. 
and I'll, I'm going to tell you right now, I think she's a great champion. I think she's doing a great job. I think she's yeah. the right choice. I think she she's one of those people that you didn't see her ever deserving or needing to get a shot, but she got the shot and she ran with it perfectly and did everything she was supposed to do. And mm-hmm. she's getting better in the ring. I think bringing Mickey in was a genius move. Whoever made that call, you know, to squash Mickey to Asuka and then bring her bring her on up to to help these other girls out, that was the smartest thing they could have possibly done. Alexa Bliss is yeah. overnight a superstar. Yeah. I mean, uh, if it's just if I'm a wrestler in general in the WWE pipeline, I want to yeah. go up and work on a Tuesday. Um, I'll say uh, the Bray Randy stuff works for me. Yeah, I love it. Nothing special there. Roman Taker does not work for me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um, is what outcome of Roman Taker would you be happy with? None. Yeah. Neither. Neither does it for me. Doesn't make any sense for the old guy to beat the the guy who's supposed to have all the rub, and it doesn't make any. It doesn't make me feel good as an old school fan. If Roman, this guy who I don't feel deserves half of what he's gotten, gets over on Taker. And it also is a match with nothing at stake. The buildup yeah. is wrong. The whole thing feels out of place. It, it's completely forced. It's a bad call. I think it's Uh-oh. a bad call. I agree. I also think that there's a small chance that WWE has realized how big of a deal Roman turning heel is or would yeah. be. And so they're waiting for the biggest stage of all. And they think having him beat Taker would be just the feather in the cap of him. Honestly, the, you know what? The the best thing they they could do to me at this point would be to somehow involve Braun and have Braun screw the whole thing up and, and get the heat back on Braun somehow. That'd be the only I, thing that, they could do that would make me even remotely happy. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, the Seth triple H thing is exactly what we expected when it was reported that that angle was going to happen. I mean, who didn't know that he was going to throw the crutch down and walk himself right into the ring? I mean, the whole thing felt like a work from the get-go. Um, the and, and it was done okay. I didn't I didn't really have a problem with it, but it's really old school. It's, it, you know. Um, and then the Shane-AJ thing on SmackDown, which is a very similar storyline, a, a McMahon yeah. and, and a guy who needs a feud... <laughs> Um, why, why can't we just put AJ and Seth in a match, whatever, for no reason? Well, I don't look the guy, the, the McMahons want to get themselves over, and I'm, I'm I'm talking about Triple H like he's a McMahon because he that basically is, um, and I like them adding themselves later this year, like a couple weeks before. Yeah, hot shotted a little bit this week. I mean, I, dude, the AJ Shane thing was super hot shotted to get them to the whole thing quick. But look, they got all their footage. They got their whole package in one night, which is great. Yeah, I didn't really mind it. I didn't have a huge problem with it. It's to be expected. And I think the AJ Shane match will actually be good. I think it'll be entertaining. I think well, it should be the opener, but I doubt it yeah. will be. Well, it's um, a shame to have AJ an opener, but Shane has already uh, thrown his head through a car window. Yeah, exactly. So. I, I, I at least respect the restraint that they had in putting themselves into the picture after the, all the other pay-per-views. Like, I didn't want them being involved in Fastlane or Rumble or any of that stuff leading up to yeah. this too much. I mean, look, Triple H has been building for a while, but you know, really putting themselves in the angle and waiting until now was the right call. Um, the matches are whatever, but we've got the good matches. I still like the Goldberg-Brock thing. I think it works. It's just That'll big money. Dude, every casual I know knows about that match, though. Yeah. It's big money. 
What if he had Stone Cold do a run in and just pin both of them? For Maybe, no but but short of The Rock doing something interesting, the people who I know who are casuals who will probably buy Network for a couple of months just to see that are doing it 100% for Goldberg Lesnar. 100%. Yeah. They don't even know what the other... It's like, I know Undertaker will be on there somewhere. They don't even know that Undertaker's blown up these days or what. Like, they don't care. They don't know. He's fat taker now. They're casuals, but this is who that's for. This is WrestleMania yeah. has to, you know, give marks some stuff, but at the same time, it really has to focus on making a huge pile of money, and you've got to have big names at the top. I don't know that they necessarily had to have the belts involved because most people don't even necessarily know that the fight's for a belt, but KO having the belt would dictate that KO had to be at the top of the card, and he's just not. He's not the same draw that Lesnar or Goldberg are. doesn't matter if it makes sense. doesn't matter if any of us want it to be that way. It is that way. They are the biggest draws that WWE can get right now. Period. Someone uh, someone put out a stat that KO, or it might have been a Reddit uh, nerd who did it, no offense, that KO has been championed for 56%, roughly, somewhere around there, of his whole WWE career. That KO... Also, like he was in NXT for like a minute. He, K.O. was in NXT for a minute. He immediately had uh, like the best match, the best debut match where he got his face busted open. He had tons of blood, which no one really is allowed to do. Still won. And then like nose freshly patched together, he just straight up destroyed the top baby face. His best friend had an incredible feud with him, took the belt, blah, blah, blah had the great matches in Japan with Finn, lost the belt, went to WWE, pinned John Cena, like holding the NXT belt with his foot over the US title. Like, yeah, Kino has had it pretty good. And he's great. <laughs> he's like, great. I'm not, he's not okay. He's not decent. He's great. And he's going to be a huge name in the next few years. But we're talking about guys that have you know two or three decades of fans already built up for them so um they just have more re name recognition and brock's got that crossover ufc appeal too and goldberg you know from his football days and from his ridiculous run i mean this is vince cashing a check on ted turner's hard work putting goldberg over in wcw i mean like, look, that's what the guy's value is. And he was willing to come in and do it. And he got excited about doing it. When you have one of these old timer guys, that's a huge name that gets excited about doing a run and is going to come in and do the thing for you. You let him do it and you take the money. I mean, that's part of what the name of this business is. I mean, yeah. and, and people are saying, yeah, but they're supposed to take the money to entertain us. It's like they are. They're going to entertain 70% of their audience. Let Yes. 30% yeah. of their vocal daily audience, which is us and other people like us. Yes, it might not be for you. And you're mad because you're the person that's paying them the money the rest of the year. But the money that they make in this one weekend is equal to the amount of money that the rest of us give them for the whole rest of the year. Yeah. You, can't, you can't begrudge them their opportunity to go and do this thing. And it really is as big as they say it is. It's, um, just not, a, it's not a weekend for us. Right. You know, all of our stuff is but like... But we can't take it too show. seriously. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, like, if we really wanted to see something cater to us, we'd go see Bad Boy Joey Janela's 
drunk spring break match. My advice to everyone is like put put aside your smart hat for for the weekend for WrestleMania weekend. Just try to enjoy it for what they've done with the show. It's still going to be cool to see Goldberg and Brock do that mm-hmm. thing. Why not? Who cares? It's done now. Enjoy it. <laughs> you know, it'll be fun to see Triple H get in there and, and do his shtick with with Seth. It's not going to be mm-hmm. the end all be all. It's not going to be as cool as Triple H thinks it's going to be. Um, and yeah. Shane's crazy. Shane's going to lay it down with AJ and, and AJ deserves to have a big moment. And, you know, uh, and a big moment for him is not necessarily a big moment for us. Like the, the boss's son wanting to fight him on the biggest stage is a push for AJ. That is him getting the rub from those guys. I mean, yeah. McMahon wants to personally get in there and mix it up with the guy that tells you what they think about AJ. That means that they think he's a superstar <laughs> and he is. You know, it's not a bad thing that he's fighting Shane for him. Like, if you're a fan of AJ's, you should be happy for him. Maybe not happy for yourself because you're not going to see the very best of AJ Styles that you could see. But you should be happy for him because he's getting a moment that is probably better for his career than anything that's happened to him in his career yet. Well, Um, that's that's the point that we're making is it's not can how many how many flips can AJ do in this match? It's like who will who can he have a match with that will make people the most invested yeah and i i like aj right now look this is not aj that's jumping off the top of an x above a six-sided ring anymore either guys this isn't aj from 12 years ago (laughs) kids yeah you know he's he's a grown-ass old man these days as as much as you know people still think he's the young new hot thing it's like let the man have his match with shane it'll be it'll still be good i'm not worried about it you know what yeah yeah Anything else you want to throw in about it? I just wanted to say, like, he he doesn't want none of the Stardust Prests or whatever he used to do. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't either. Um, just that springboard reversal that he did last week looked dicey enough, and it was a super cool spot um, with, with Randy. Um, before we go, I just want to throw out there to Brave and Mortal Kombat real quick. Real quick. Um, um, they just announced one more match, Shad Gaspard versus Shad Gaspar. Rocky. Rocky. Awesome. Awesome. Going to be on June 4th, 4th in San Diego, California. Uh, so you got to really go out to these shows, especially California wrestling. It's, you know, there's a lot of good people involved. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's yeah, I mean, a lot of great promotions great too. Promotions too. Uh, you yeah. know, PCW and PWG, obviously, yeah. you know, we went out to FSW and then you've got FCW down in San Diego and you've got Brave and Mortal Kombat down there. Um, and this is a good show for these guys. So go out and support too, support local. And when's this show? This is on June 4th. So you got a little bit of time. You can get tickets at www.bravewrestling.yapsity.com. Um, and like I said, there's some good matches on there, some big talent, some big names. So check it out. Everybody support. Um, um, speaking of which, I was going to do a giveaway contest today. We got some cool, we got some cool stuff. We got some autograph Johnny Mundo stuff. Yeah. And some cool autograph posters from FSW and an FSW t-shirt we'll probably give away. But uh, we're not going to do it this week because I want to come up with something special. Um, and I didn't have time this week. So that's all I got. You got anything else, Byron? You got anything else, Byron? No, I got to go to sleep. I have to go to work in a couple hours. <laughs> I love it. Thanks love to it. DJ for Thanks showing up. For Thanks showing to the Lucha Thanks Gringo, Urban Heretic, Heretic, Byron Fever. Fever. Catch it. All of you people. All of you people. Love you guys. Until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. Stay in the mix.